the costumes from the original Power Rangers movie are up for auction. The original Power Rangers movie, like the, the one ni- with the White Ranger, the '95 or... one, yeah, yeah, okay, the one with the look. tiger sword. Yep, yep, entirely. I wonder oh, what no. the latest, the latest Power Rangers is. I was gonna say every time anybody talks about the Power Rangers, I'm like, I wonder what the season is right now. Yep. Like, uh huh. I think it was the Space Pirates oh, one was yeah. the one I got. Where they were, yes, yeah, so there, there was, yeah, there was, there was time. It was Time Pirates. Was the mm. Time Pirates? That's what it was. Uh, where are we on now? Power Rangers Beast Morphers. Okay. And then Power Rangers Dino Fury is happening next year. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is boring. What happened to Time Pirates? Why is that not a thing? Wait, not Dino Charge? Is that a different show? No, that's a different show. That was from apparently four years ago. Yes, there were two seasons of that in 2015. Dino Fury. Dino Fury official trailer. Here we go. Oh, okay, oh, you know like what? I need, to, I need to see it. Let me see. You know what? The CG's not terrible. The, uh, dinosaur powered weapons. You know? <laughs> what does that mean? Dinosaur powered weapons. You throw a T Rex in and it shoots bullets. I don't know. What's the latest Super Sentai series? Like, what does that do? Super Sentai. Massing Sentai Kira Magger. Kira what? Um, oh, it's fucking, it's fucking genies. Yes! This is the good shit. This is Power Rangers fucking... It's genies and gemstones. That's the the theming. Nice. I like it. And then next season translates as Machine World Squadron Full Throttle Ranger, which is season season 45 of Super Sentai. Amazing. Jesus. Okay, right. We need to start so that I stop watching. Yep. Uh It's the 24th of November 2020 and this is the Game Engine Start Podcast. My name's Ewan. My name's Callum. And I want to share with you some of the latest of Christ We're Getting Old moments. Uh, so we've both, we've, we've said on here before, we both work retail for a little bit. So Yeah. And I think that, I don't know about you, but it's definitely made me much more, uh, what's the word? Flexible in Forgiving. terms of... Forgiving, that's a good word. Forgiving when we're yeah. when actually in retail establishments. I feel, I, yeah, I feel for any retail worker, like I understand yes. their pain. That's... I'm firmly, I'm firmly against um, national service, but if national service was everyone should work retail for a year, hundred percent in favor, hundred percent. I don't know about a year, but a year seems like a lot. Six months, but yeah, sure. Um, so I had to phone Sony support for reasons I'll get to in a little bit. Oh, um, and I had to do a so like the, the one thing I appreciate about the future and by the future I mean these days is that like 90% of your problems that you have can get solved by like there are, most places have like a live chat thing right and you can go off yeah, and do like hey I can, yeah I can go back and continue hoovering in the carpet or fucking play music or whatever the hell I'm doing while I'm on this live chat thing you, you know it's much nicer Sony if you have a hardware problem you have to phone them there is no live chat there is no Nothing. It's just like, here's a phone number. Phone this number. Okay, fine. I will phone the number. Two hours later, somebody picks up the phone. 
I'm in a queue for two hours on a phone. Jeez, okay. Two hours later, somebody picks up a phone. Well, no, actually, no. Let's do this properly. I phone on Friday. Yeah. I phone on Friday. Two hours, nobody picks up the phone. As my hand touches the hang-up button, the phone starts ringing again as, <laughs> as they're going to transfer me after two hours. Fuck. Yeah. Saturday, I phone again. Hour and a half this time, I get through to somebody. Say, hi. Yeah. What, what can we do for you? He says, well, I'm having a pro- hardware problem with X, Y, and Z. Ah, you need, to put, get, you need to talk to our hardware department. Let me just put you through. Immediately puts me back on hold. Hour yeah. and a half, nothing. Still there. So that was, that was three hours on the phone for no result at all. <laughs> I phone Sunday. They're not open on Sundays, apparently. Great. <laughs> so well, today, yeah, sure. It's- oh, so today I, I'm working. I've got my phone next to me. I've got my Bluetooth, head, uh, Bluetooth earphones in. I'm like, okay, I'm going to phone this. I'm going to let it go. Hour and a half, somebody picks up. Hi, I've got a hardware problem. I'll just put you through to our hardware department. Before you do that, can you give me a direct number to the hardware department so that if I have to hang up and continue to live my life as a human fucking being, yeah, yeah. can you give me a direct direct number to the hardware department in case something goes wrong? No. What? <laughs> no, we we don't we don't have a we don't have a hardware number. But you're gonna transfer me through to the hardware department. Yes. But you won't you can't give me the hardware number. No. You can't give me the number to the hardware department that you're transferring me to. Okay, fine. I'm now here, apparently. Put me through. Go back on hold. Same hold music, by the way. All six hours I've now been on hold with. Was it? Was it good hold music? No, it was, it was a. I'm gonna say roughly twenty second loop of bad jazz recorded at like sixty four kilobits. It was oh god, abysmal. Okay. It was abysmal, and it didn't even loop right. I know this is the wrong thing to be focusing on, but it didn't loop right. It got to the end of the loop. <laughs> Paused for a second and then started to loop again halfway through the bar. I want you to, I want you to phone them back and complain about complain that. Complain about that? <laughs> so, I've been an hour and a half, I'm put through the hardware department, they won't give me a number, fine, I'm now here, I'm in for the long haul, I can't hang up this phone at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I desperately need to use the bathroom, I can't leave the phone, I put it on speakerphone, hand it to my wife and say, you are in charge of this. Do not. You're in charge of the hold phone. Do not. If anyone picks up, I don't care if you have to tell them I'm away. Just do something. Just be fine. Hour and a half will finally get through. Hour and a half. So in total, I spent about eight and a half hours on the phone with Sony hardware support. And the actual thing was was resolved in like half, in like, what, 10 minutes? <laughs> it's like, you motherfuckers. Wow, okay. It is. Jeez. Phoning companies to get shit fixed is still a fucking nightmare and i hated every second of it but we will get to why i was phoning sony support in a little bit um, i mean you could just do it now if you want it seems sure. like a good lead in. okay let's get lead into it i got a ps5 for yeah you're a fucking moron yeah um so i wasn't going to get a ps5 until thursday night so it came out friday before recording this on the, the 19th yeah. in the uk thursday night I was looking around. It was like, oh, it's launched tomorrow. I forgot about that. Okay, sure. What's the deal? Like, because I'd got an email from... What's the Game... deal with PlayStation? What's the deal with, what's the deal with this PlayStation? Um, I got an email from Game, the UK distributor Game, because I'd signed up ages ago for like, hey, notify me when PS5s are happening. Notify uh, me when the video games happen. When the video games happen, tell me. I want first first line uh, communication. Um, and they did email me a couple of weeks ago saying... 
Fuck you. you. There's no. <laughs> no, you're never getting one. They emailed and said there will be. Imagine stuff. that. That would be so great. Right? Imagine a retailer. You get put on a wait list. And they just send you an email back being like, "Nah, sorry." It's <laughs> just like it's like a completely blank email with like a middle finger as a as a JPEG yeah, just, just in the middle. Someone, um, someone, one of their like one of their like warehouse staff like holding a PS5 and then flipping you the bird in the camera. Exactly. Yep. I've got one. You don't. <laughs> this one's uh, not yours. This one's not yours. Um, so yeah, so I got an email saying, hey, we're getting launch day stock. And apparently, which I have to give Sony some credit for, they had said, if you want to retailers, they had said, if you want launch day stock, you cannot stock it in stores. It has to be sold to whatever your online distributor is. So they don't have midnight launches and people queuing up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking pandemic. So a bunch of places were going to have launch day stock. I knew Game did, and I knew John Lewis did, because John Lewis have got a thing on the website saying we have lunch day stock that will be going live at 9am so okay cool. okay that's a weird place to get a playstation but all right sure uh, apparently like electronics seem to be pretty good and the, everything in that store comes with, like a two-year warranty on top of whatever the company gives you so oh nice good, you know. good for them yeah totally um, yeah so i was like okay there's two stores that's gonna get them i'm on holiday from work i'll get up at quarter to quarter to nine i'll try the websites i'll fail and then i'll can say i've done my Done my and then, yeah, diligence. then it'll be a fun story on the podcast. Exactly. Basically. And I wanted to see what it was going to be like, right? Because I didn't know that if, if everyone had got pre-orders and sold out, like whether there was going to be any competition left, like if everyone got one that wanted one, what was the stock levels? Oh, yeah. I wanted to do my do my journalistic it, duty, right? If it was anything if it was anything like um, my cut into the story of like, I, I didn't think anybody was going to get one because in work last week, the two people that sit in front of me, yeah. like with their backs to me so I can see their monitors, both had tabs open looking for ps5 yeah like exactly all week and there was no joy so i assumed oh they're all gone like yeah. nobody's gonna get one so i was like okay i've got two tabs open i'll see what happens right yeah 9 a.m rolls around i also i also have three tabs open i have john lewis i have game and i have twitter searching for uk ps5 just as like a hashtag or whatever just to see what right okay, yeah, just to try and snipe people <laughs> yeah, no, sure. just to see like who's getting them where they're getting them from all this kind of stuff um 9am uh so quarter to nine I, I wake up and i start googling uh, googling around seeing get the two tabs open and start on twitter somebody says hey curries also have stock as okay. do argos i think was the other place right. that had stock. Okay. i was like okay fine open up the other two tabs get them on nine o'clock rolls around when everyone said they were going to go on sale 9am rolls around curries have a completely new website Completely new, like, oh, okay. Q system. So you go to, like, curries.com slash PS5 or whatever it is, and it's this, like, third-party, like, you're in a queue to access the website thing. It's like, okay, fine. That's sitting off in a tab. John Lewis crashes completely. Like, not, sure. even, okay. not even, like, a John Lewis branded error message. Just, like, fucking nothing. Just, like, white screen with, like, 404. John Lewis branded error message. Exactly. You know, like, not, like, your website. It's like, hey, the site is currently busy. Like, nothing. Just plain white screen. Dead. Just, like, nothing. Yeah. Uh, game is not responding it's loading but it's not responding it's just sitting spinning and right, okay. Tesco sorry it was Tesco's with the other one it wasn't it wasn't Argos it was Tesco's Tesco's also yeah, has sit- uh, Tesco, Tesco I know are good for yeah hey we randomly have stock of consoles Tesco but. also had a secondary website Tesco had like I think it was like tescopreorders.co.uk or something like that which had a button for PlayStation and a button for Xbox and was like here's the system uh, both of those links go nowhere, <laughs> like absolutely nowhere. 
and, the web, and then five minutes later the website goes down so every site has crashed right every site has crashed i'm on my laptop my wife's got her laptop we're just refreshing these pages to see what happened i'm watching i'm glad, t- that, you, I'm glad that you're all turned to it as well oh totally i was like this is what's gonna happen we'll try it for 15 minutes we won't get one it'll be fine we're refreshing the page every now and then john lewis comes up eventually it's gone from out of Mr. stock. Mr. John Lewis himself. Mr. John Lewis himself up. has gone from out of stock to completely crashed page to in stock, available online. Cool. Great. Hit the button, add it to cart. Checkout cart, crashes. <laughs> it's like, Amazing. oh shit, refresh page. It's like, out. It's crashes out. on cart or crashes on purchase? Because that's always the I scary hit, one. I hit view basket to do checkout and it crashes. Right. Good. That's the better Reloads one. it. Basket reloads. Console is no longer in basket. With a big oh, red God. box that says, I don't know. And, um, oh, God, who fucking knows, man? Exactly. Like, all this is fucked. And we're just scrolling through. You ain't got it, Chief. Yeah. <laughs> Every other website's like, game's still dead. Uh, Tesco's doesn't go anywhere. And oh, then game came back up, was out of stock. It was like, we're done. We're out. Um, Curry's has, I'm still in the queue, but somebody on the, the Twitter feed I had up had pointed at Curry's tweet saying, we are not launching it. We cannot, we cannot release our stock at nine o'clock because of a technical error. We'll be launching it later in the day. And I go backwards and look through history. Somebody had worked, I found a loophole in the Curry's website to buy all of the stock before nine o'clock. Oh, so no. Okay. Something fucked up had happened there. And then mm. two hours later, Curry's tweet again and going, nah, we don't have any stock. Sorry, bye. It just closes everything. Oh, fine, fuck it. So everything goes through. We tried John Lewis a couple of times. Nothing happens. 20 minutes later, all the sites are back. All of them say out of stock. Right? Wipe hands. Done. We tried. I go, literally go back to sleep because I'm on holiday. About 11 o'clock, my wife nudges me awake and says, Hey, <laughs> there's a rumor on Twitter. That's just you out of your fucking stupor that you'd put yourself yeah. into. I went immediately back to sleep. I was like, I was planning to sleep all day anyway. I'm going back to sleep. Wife nudges me awake about 11 o'clock-ish and says, Hey, Twitter's saying that Amazon are getting stock at 12 o'clock. It's like, oh, really? I was like, okay, fine. And I, I poke around. It was like, yeah, fun. Like, there are multiple, like, the Daily Mail has an article that says Amazon are getting stock at 12 o'clock. Okay, fine. Still in bed with laptop. Now I'm looking at one website, right? And it's Amazon. So, yeah. and I briefly rechecked Twitter. Everyone's just furious. Like, every website crashed. Seven people got PlayStations, apparently, in all of the UK. Everyone's right. furious. So at least at nine o'clock, people were refreshing four websites. 12 o'clock, everyone in the UK is now refreshing Amazon at 12 o'clock. Yeah. So I was like, how the fuck is this going to go? It's like, right, fine. I'll watch Amazon. It's all right. 12 o'clock rolls by. Amazon's up, but their page is like, we have no stock. It's okay. Fine. Yeah. Quarter past 12, we have no stock. Half past, website goes down, website comes back up, we have no stock. Twitter's just like, at Amazon. UK. Yeah, Twitter's like, at Amazon UK, what the fuck, dude? Like, all of this yeah. is happening. 1.01 p.m. Refresh 1.01 p.m. Refresh page. It's in stock. I just go, buy, cart, deliver, done. And I was like, and I'd, and I'd seen enough tweets of people who are like, hey, I had it in my cart and put my card information and didn't get an email and then it said it got cancelled from like curries and places like that. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. 
this probably didn't go through, right? There's no way I got through any of this, right? I get the email notification. I'm like, oh, okay, they've got an email notification, but so has a billion other people. Like, this is not actually going to happen. And then I get a notification from my bank that says, your card has been charged 420, whatever it was. I like the idea. I like huh. the idea that you got a, you got a PS5 not by accident, but just in out of principle. You got a PS5. I was yeah. like, I woke up for this. None of it worked, and then this worked. Yeah, so and I was buying like, a PS5. Yeah. So fair play to Amazon. Their website stayed up. Um, I mean, then, I, I would hope so. Amazon are fucking Amazon. That's... Yeah, exactly. Um, so then, so I get then I get the confirmation email, and my card gets charged. So I'm like, cool. I've got a PlayStation Five. I have no idea when it's arriving. Absolutely no idea. Great. Yeah. Because the website said, like, it's Primes, you'll get it tomorrow. And I'm like, no, it fucking won't. Don't be fucking No, you won't. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> get the email notification. You have placed an order. Cool. If I get it in January, whatever. I've secured some stock. I'll be fine. Six hours later, I get an email notification. Your PlayStation 5 has been dispatched. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I, what? what? Okay. <laughs> like, actually? No, this is this has got to be an error mistake. 11am the following morning, dude turns up with box. Almost drops it at my door, can I say, also. Oh God. Um, and a PS5 arrives at my door. I'm like, okay. And I, I like, I'm. there's a moment where I'm unpacking it and I'm going, this isn't right. This isn't a place, like, I've got, this is not right. Also, yeah. having having seen well, there's, there's stuff. I was going to say, there was stuff I was reading today about people getting it from Amazon and open it up and there were like, blenders and stuff blenders, in there bags like of they, rice rc cars yeah. anything that could be like quite clearly had been swapped by yeah. some worker like yeah. so i'm opening up and i take the box branded box out and i'm like this is full of rice or something like that and if no nope, there's a console like okay sure there's okay fine it's here plug it all in sell it up uh process setup process very similar to like the ps4 was like cable controller to console hit playstation start yeah. filling stuff in uh get halfway through the setup process controller dies like disconnects light goes off completely completely okay. dead like oh sure. fuck google google nothing eventually come to best thing to do actually is go on reddit anything like this is oh yeah, yeah 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 if, if you want to hear people complain about shit on the internet yeah. go to reddit, it's like but... slower than twitter but faster than news sites right so you get yeah the, you get the good stuff uh, wait, till, wait until I tell you about the Reddit thing that I read later. Okay. That's going to be a fun um, one. Get, get on the PS5 Reddit. A bunch of people are like, hey, my controller won't charge. I'm like, okay. Looking through a bunch of posts. That basically, seems right, yeah. Yeah. Basically, they're saying, don't use the front port. Front port doesn't work when it's in rest mode. Doesn't Front port <laughs> is not charging the controller in rest mode for some reason. Use back ports only. Cool. Who got to the back Weird. port? Nothing. Okay. A couple other posts are saying, oh, it... It takes two hours to charge it the first time, and sometimes the light doesn't even come on until it's actually fully charged the first time. Okay, fine. Wow, okay, sure. Leave, leave it plugged in, two hours later, come back, nothing. So I was like, okay, I only got it charged via uh, my... It's a USB-C port and stuff of it, so I was like, eh, use my phone charger, and it worked. Plug it in my phone charger, yeah. two hours, nothing. Controller is fucking dead. It's not taking yeah, power. Yeah. The only annoying thing was that so the thing that was worrying me, like, I thought it was just a case of, like, this thing is not taking charge, but it, da- so the, the setup process goes, like, do your plug-in, hit PlayStation on the controller to register the controller, check the video settings are right, download firmware for the controller, set up PSN account. As I'm setting my PSN account up, controller dies. So I'm like, did the firmware fuck up? 
like did the flash right brick okay, my controller sure. so i don't know if it's charged i don't know if it's bricked i don't know also there's a you know like the the reset buttons in the back electronics are like pinholes that you can sometimes hit yeah to. yeah, yeah. Like had the, one the of, tiny little ones yeah had one five of, three reset stuff exactly had one of them not doing anything so it was like the fact that that's not doing anything and it's not lighting up i'm reasonably sure the, the either the battery's hosed or the usb connection's hosed like something around that is hosed fine immediately well not immediately i hum and haw for a little bit it's like okay fine go on argos there's a controller there i was gonna get a second controller at some point anyway it looks like i'm getting it early yeah next day delivery on a controller eventually get a controller <laughs> plug into the playstation just plug it in it goes by the way there's a firmware i go no <laughs> immediately um and then i start and then i start playing so wait for the, the firmware was for the controller or yes, for the the controller separate firmware oh you hit. Um, so, you, so you think the firmware bricked your controller? I my my guess originally was that the battery on it had not been charged when it left the factory, and it died halfway through flushing the firmware. Oh, so you right? Okay, kid. so it, so it you, actually bricked. The it, controller. Di- it died and bricked itself. Okay, is sure, my right. is my guess. I don't know. I'll that find would make it. Sense. Yeah. I'll find mm. out soon enough in about fourteen to fifteen working days when I send my controller back and Sony tell me what the fuck happened. Um, so I've now got a controller. I can start playing PlayStation Five stuff and fucking around the playstation 5 um that thing's a console <laughs> i can tell yeah, you that much sure is. um so the the only big thing i can really talk about is like astros and astros playroom and bug snacks because they're the only actual ps5 are you allowed to talk about more than the cooling the springs cooling spring? like, yes i can i can confirm that cooling springs is good but i can also confirm it's not the coolest part of that game um, okay cool awesome. that thing is exactly what it needs to be and that's a compliment i think so ashes playroom is a pack-in like it's a to be also to be clear it's not pre-installed in the system i had to download it but it downloads as soon as you do the setup but it is a download free download um but it downloads as soon as the setup finishes it triggers the notification it says ashes playroom is now downloading um also just this is such a dumb thing but like once i'd got my controller the second controller working and did the setup process after i put my psn name in it has a step mm-hmm. that is like, hey, did you get a disc with your PlayStation? Like, did you buy a game, like, game disc with your, when you bought your PS5? Like, a bunch of people bought yeah. um, Call of Duty. If you put your disc in now, we'll start installing in the background while you're setting your stuff up. I'm like, oh, oh, that's, that's pretty smart. Okay, well done. Yeah, also, the, um, also, the only other nice feature, um, the PlayStation app, phone app got updated, like, last week sometime. Right. Um, looks totally fucking different than what I used to before. But if you sign sure. in with that, um, if you have that set up, there's a QR code it puts on the screen. It was like, point your app at this and it'll log in for you. So you don't need to put in your fucking password. Oh, good. Yeah, keyboard. I did that with like Discord the other day. It yeah. seems to be a totally. thing that people are picking up. It's, it's really nice. It's smart. It's really good. Um, and there's a couple other ones that I'll, I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, so, yeah. So Astro's play, play room, Playroom, it's the bots from... Bot Rescue? Astro's Bot Rescue? Was that the name of that PlayStation like VR that, game? Yeah, I think so. Some, whatever it is. So it's the little Sony Asibo robots. Um, and it's like, like is it, TV's head. Yes. It's a platformer. It's a 3D platformer. Um, and the whole point of it is to show off that controller, basically. The DualSense. DualSense 5, Thank yeah. You. Yes. Um, and that controller is like... That was the thing that people were talking about when that thing launched because they can't really talk about it. Yeah, the only, the only fucking games. Most right? of, yeah, most of the buzz that I'm hearing about the PlayStation Five at launch is people going like, 
Dude, this controller's no joke. Like yeah, it's, the controller's no joke. It's and also like a game, a game changer. And yeah. Astro's Predators, hey, it's surprisingly really cool. And also, hey, if you play Demon Souls, is the other part of it. No, um, and I don't want to. No, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yeah, turns out that controller is no joke. Um, I sat in the first area of Astro's Playroom, which has... Not even the first level, the the the, the lobby area, which is like a metal mm. floored room with like a glass dome in the middle with the basement underneath it. <clears throat> and the feedback on that controller is sensitive enough where I could tell, I could feel a difference between the metal floor and the glass. And it felt... Like, and when you say feel a difference, do you mean like, and, and so like how? Like how is as that the haptically? Ca- as the character is walking on the surface, the controller vibrates using right. haptic feedback. And those things felt different. Ah, okay. And so this is very high fidelity, the haptic feedback. Like, it's but... unbelievably high fidelity. Just for the haptic feedback sure. is unbelievably... There's a level where you're doing gliding in, like, a future city as stuff shooting by you, and it's, like, mm. it's like positional vibration. Oh, so you could, like, feel the stuff going by totally. you. Like, and... and I felt it go from, ah. from nothing to front right to back right. Like, I felt it travel. Uh, it's kind of spectacular and it's also kind of amazing how quickly you just normalize it where mm. you so like the end of cooling springs do you, feel, do you feel do you feel like you would notice it if you went back to an older controller now so i did and i'll get on to what i did um yeah. but um the later level of cooling springs is like there's the bit that you can just do ice skating and like the character will just like ice skate like put his hands behind his back and like speed skate around the thing and it fucking yeah. felt like feet on ice like i can't describe it it's it's very much like vr in one of those ways that's like i can describe it all you want but you will only understand it once you actually do it right yeah experiencing what haptic feedback feels like is not going to be an easy thing so the other part of it well there's two other parts of it the thing about the haptic feedback is i think specifically with astros and i don't know how other games are going to do this but i think at least let's say about 40 percent of it is smoke and mirrors because the speaker on the controller is also playing a large part of this, I think. So while I was on hold with Sony, I was playing Astro's Playroom with the new controller. And I had the TV sound off because I was listening to the... I was on hold. Um, And the amount of sound that was coming out of the controller, the game was basically playable, right? Because ah, like, okay. astro jumping, collision sounds, enemies coming at you, like all of that stuff is coming through the controller. So I am reasonably convinced that the combination of sensitive vibration plus sounds coming at the controller is enough to trick your brain enough where you're like, that's just ice. I think it's yeah. the combination of the two of them. It's not just the vibration. I think you need both of them working in sync for it to really, really work. But it really worked. It really worked. Um, yeah, but I mean, it doesn't matter how they do it, right? Totally. No, it's it's effective, but I think that's the thing that people are getting. Like, everyone's talking about the vibration and nobody's talking about the speaker, and I think actually the two of them combined is actually the thing that's going to make a difference. Yeah. The other part of it is the resistant triggers. I can't remember what they're calling. Adaptive triggers? Is that what they're officially calling them? I can't remember. But basically... The, adaptive, the, I think. Is the I think it's adaptive, yeah. Um, the two triggers on PlayStation are 2 and L2. They have... So they're, like, when they're just off or, like, normally, like, when they feel like they would on any other controller, they do have definitely more of a throw on them than the PS4 mm-hmm. controller. Like, I sat with the PS4 controller and they definitely have more of a throw on them. And then they can uh, optionally add varying levels of resistance to the 
the triggers as you're playing. So like the first example they throw at you is one of the levels in Astros is a like a lander style rocket with two right. um, yeah. rocket boosters. And there is a point where you pull the trigger and it's pushes back on you and then you push past it and that's the thing that launches the triggers. That's the thing that launches, right? Oh, and okay, it sure. Feels like like it feels right. Well, mm, it feels different for sure and there's definitely like an extra level of like uh, it's weird to describe like it feels interesting and you look at it currently and go there's some cool uses for this but i don't know what they are yet and the uses in there are like look they're all right they're pretty good but it wasn't it wasn't the same kind of revelation as the haptic stuff was for me like it still feels like i don't know whether it's just because like because like I don't know if, like, years of guitar have strengthened my fingers or something like that, but it felt more squishy than I thought it was going to. Like, it's not like a... Like, if you imagine, like, like um, like pulling a trigger on, like, a paintball gun or, like, an, like an airsoft gun or something like that. Like, you know, like, yeah. there's some real click to get past the pressure. It wasn't that. It was more squishy than that. It was, a li- it was like, there was, like, enough resistance and then, then it went. It, st- it felt a little bit more malleable than like a actual mm-hmm. hard click um but it's good like and, it, and it's good and i can see uses of it i have however already seen a bunch of twitter videos which go or various videos from across the internet of people doing exactly the same thing where those triggers are supported in the new call of duty right so right and they are actually playing it up as a feature where it's like oh every gun has like the correct level of pull on the trigger for whatever gun it is right so like and it will react that the recoil will push back on the trigger as you're pulling it and there's a bunch of videos of people like holding the controller up to the side and showing it on this like mapped to the screen like with the screen in the background pulling the trigger and showing the click and on it and it's super cool and then every single one of those videos goes and then i switched it off because my kda went down (laughs) and i was like okay oh right of course because anything that's stopping you from yeah pulling the trigger to Damage Ecology is Ecology is the most twitch twitch server. Yeah. So anything that is resisting you from hitting that button, especially because a detriment. Especially because every like pro controller out there has a switch to like flick the amount of to reduce the amount of trigger pull you need to actually fire yeah, to like so the bare less, minimum, yeah. right? And this thing is like like for single player stuff, it's going to be super cool and it's going to be very very good. Everyone is going to switch it off immediately in multiplayer. Imme- yeah. Immediately. And it was a moment I didn't even think about it until I saw it. I was like, oh yeah, of course everyone's going to switch it off. Of course they are. Um, but for like single player shooters and like I haven't seen anything yet that's like, this is the thing at all. It's like, there's there's some ideas here. I haven't quite got there yet. But it's it's cool that it's there. 100% feels like I'm going to snap that trigger though. It just, I, I know it's robust and I've this seen is... inside that controller. Yeah. But that's kind of what I worry about as well is that you because there's resistance there you feel like you're just going to go like click and pull it and through and it sounds so like again when I had the TV off and I was doing the doing something like that like it sounds crunchy sometimes like it sounds Ugh. like you're snapping plastic at points so like especially the bit when I was doing the 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 rocket ship we've got to continually like pull past this resistance point. It just, it feels like you've snapped, you're constantly snapping the triggers. Like, it feels like you're breaking something internally sometimes. Yeah. Um, 
and it's really weird i don't know it's just it's it's bizarre it's it's yeah i would like to i would like to try like a call of duty or something with it to, like the single player sure. to see what yeah. it would do but um i haven't done anything with it so far that's, that's revolutionary not the same level yeah. as the haptic stuff anyway um but yeah that's the hardware like the hardware itself it's it's actually kind of nice like it's not i've kind i have gone from zero to hundred on whether i like the design of the thing and yeah. actually once i had it sitting there so it's kind of i've got it sitting behind my like on on the the tv unit i've got my tv and then i've got it like behind the tv with like half like a third of it sticking out the back so i can put discs in like it's sitting there right, right stand. Okay. it's quite nice like vertically and actually yeah. in that position with the white behind my tv unit it's actually nice like it's actually sure. pretty good it actually looks good in that position um it's not as big as i thought it would be and it's definitely not as heavy as i thought it would be like everyone so far has described the xbox as being dense this mm-hmm. thing feels like about half of it is dense and half of it is um heatsink which is actually oh, what it is. We that's true, yeah, exactly. yeah. um but just like it feels like a it feels like a console it feels like a chunky console it feels it's about it's obviously not, but it feels like when I pulled my launch PS3 out, or not launch, the 80 gig PS3 out, when that thing felt, as, as people who are only familiar with the PS2 at that point, like the PS3 felt like a big fucking thing, right? Oh, was, if, yeah, it was big. Yeah. It felt like that again, even though I knew it was slightly bigger. And I think the fins just make it look bigger than it actually is. But the hardware itself, totally fine. Um, it's quiet. Like, I can hear the fan if there's silence, but it's pretty quiet. Um... Yeah, it's 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 a console that plays games really well. 4K yeah. looks really nice. Um, I my wife was playing Bug Snacks because that's the free PS Plus game if you've got it at the minute. Mm-hmm. And while she was playing, I was like right up at the TV, like looking at because I hadn't seen 4K running on that TV really ever. Um, sure, I was getting. I was like, yeah, this looks really weirdly enough. It's UI for me. It's like really crisp UI is the thing that's like oh te- sure like, like text is really lines. sharp yeah um but yeah 4k looks really nice we we eventually found the settings on my tv and got hdr working it's like oh fuck that's bright all right yeah totally that's sure okay um so yeah so all of that stuff aside like actually playing games so i played astros which is good it's like an hour and a half if you just go at it but obviously not to get yeah, everything sure. but it's an hour and a half um started playing a bit of bug snacks i'm kind of not hugely into that game really like i like some of the humor in it but it's just like it feels kind of plodding and feels a little bit yeah that's the stuff i've seen the people talking about it is that if you don't click with the story immediately that game just isn't a thing it's just very repetitive and monotonous but yeah totally um and that was kind of all like i didn't buy i didn't buy call of duty i didn't buy bells morales um yeah. i'm not eh i'm kind of not i would like to see miles morales but not 40 quid like especially for like yeah totally yeah. I can um so the only other thing was the the ps plus collection which is there so like they put out a bunch of if you have ps plus you have access oh, to it's like the, the ps4 remasters hits well they're not remasters yeah. they're just like greatest hits things right um Wait, they're not like are they scaled up or are they what is the 
we'll get to that in a minute um but like basically it's just the ps4 versions of those games but theoretically the pro versions if there are pro patches i'm not right we'll get to that um but i'd played mostly all of the ones that was interested in like to show to show how how few games there are there was a moment where i was like maybe i should finally download bloodborne and give this a shot and i was like no oh god <laughs> I should not yeah. do this um but i grabbed um ratchet and clank because i wanted to play that i didn't actually play the ps4 remaster and i was like i should actually i like ratchet and clank i should play that um and there was something else which i've completely forgotten oh i downloaded um they have call of duty black ops 3 three with a bunch of the dlc on it sure and i downloaded that i was like i'll play a shooter i haven't played a like a running gun shooter in a while and then realized i'd already played it when it came out on ps plus about a year ago (laughs) on the playstation Ah, i was like okay i have played this game all right sure i recognize this one i recognize that loading screen or the main menu with the three and the guy with the two guns i do remember this oh yes you're you're in a forest yeah that one um and then I got Last Guardian, because that's in that list as well. And I realized I hadn't actually played Last Guardian, considering that I, I like Ueda's previous work. And I actually never got around to playing Last Guardian, considering that game was out in development for 20 bajillion years. Um, that game's not good, and it's really depressing to say that. But that game the is... Last Guardian? Yeah. Yeah, I, but I've like, not heard great things. <laughs> but like, none of, none of the game... None of Ueda's games before have been like mainstream hits right they're just not they're, that's not what they're aiming for right they're never going to do that but i mean like shadow of the colossus is considered like a modern classic like, yeah but like you don't it's a different it can be considered a modern classic but you know hmm, what am i trying to say yeah okay maybe shadow of the colossus was the closest you got really to to, to the vision sure, 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 sure. but stuff like ico um ico is the, not the, the same like... level um, Ico's fucking weird, though. I can understand Ico's that. Ico's really weird, but and Ico also plays to when that game came out, where for a PS2 game it looked fucking tremendous, and nothing was doing what it was doing at the time. So I like the way those games, I like how out there, especially the art stuff is in those games. Yeah. Um, so Last Guardian, for people who have never seen it, like it's kind of like Ico, except that rather than holding hands with a with a girl that you're traipsing around the castle, the girl is a giant cat, dog, bird creature. Um, that you have zero control over. It is an autonomous being that you basically nudge in a bunch of directions to get it to do things. Um, the initial stages of that game, where you're trying to build up a rapport with this creature, the Trico is the name of the creature, um, is pretty good. Trico. Trico. Because it behaves like a creature, right? It behaves like a wild creature, right? Where you have to, like, you go close to it and it snaps at you and you kind of feed it and kind of help it out a little bit. And then eventually it warms to you and then you're like, okay, we can, I'm going to try and get you out of here and all this kind of stuff. But once you get to the point of the game where the game is like, you guys have bonded enough, you can now just issue directions to the creature, right? Where you basically hold down R1 and then do. And I also say, those games have never been much. If you excuse the pun, not great at handholding you through those games. Like they oh, yeah, kind of yeah. just There's do very, stuff. It tells you tells you basically nothing. Yeah. yeah. So the game, the narrator says, like the creature and the child had bonded enough where it the creature is starting to echo my movements, and that was all it said. It didn't put up like a controller. It didn't do anything. It was just like it started to echo your movements, and there's an R one to control the creature. It's like okay, the fuck does that mean? I eventually realized that if you hold down R one and then like do the left stick to move 
the kid will run on the spot and point, which is how you tell the creature, hey, go over there. And yeah. all that kind of stuff. But that, it didn't, so I worked that out. I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty good. And there's a moment where uh, I had to get it to basically go put its front legs up on a higher perch so I could climb up it to get to a higher perch. And I'm yeah. like, on the back of this creature, fucking like running on this, running on its head, pointing and pointing back. And the creature's like going forward and going back and turning left and getting stuck in a thing and then backing its way out and then turning around and coming up. I was like, I fucking, I, I feel like I'm losing my mind. I feel like it, um, this is, something is wrong here. And as I googled a walkthrough, if you hold out R1 and press jump, you instruct the creature to jump. I'm like, great. Uh, the okay. one thing that would have been really useful to give me like an example I could learn from like things games have got really good at over the past three, four, five years is like not doing straight up tutorialization, but letting you like here's a here's a problem, work out the solution to the problem, and you've learned a thing by the end of that, and then yeah. you just start stringing those together. Right? There was no way I would have learned this without just like holding down R one and smashing every button on the controller, and then eventually I would have gone, oh, hold it down and hit jump, and you'll jump. Okay, yeah, like, it makes sense in retrospect, but at the time I was just like what the fuck um and it's just it's too it's the most imprecise game and i know that's the point but it's like the most imprecise thing i'm just like i just feel like i'm bashing my head against this thing like yeah you don't you don't want to like struggle to play it no and it was just like and i'm also not getting a lot out of it and it's like yeah like i might be done like it's fine but like i'm glad i didn't pay full price for it back in the day when i was like fucking last guardian's coming out finally after 11 years, whatever it is. Um, so there's that. So I'm going to go and try Ratchet & Clank next because there's nothing else coming out of that game for that console. Um, but uh, so yeah, the other thing would be the the UI stuff, which I know a lot of people have been talking about, about how the, the, the new PS5 UI is like, has some really, really good ideas and some really fucking weird ones oh, as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like... The game bar, I think, is fine. So, you, like, now what happens, like, if you're in a game and you press the PlayStation button, this bar pops up at the bottom, which is, like, quick access to, like, friends and party mm-hmm. chat and here's all the downloads and all this kind of stuff. That stuff's pretty good. But, like, there's just some stuff in that UI that just does not gel well. So, no. the, really, the really confusing thing for me was, it's also really fast. I'll give the UI that. Like, it's super quick to get everywhere. And it's got a similar thing from the PS4 where you go to the far right on your main screen and it gives you a game library. And you can filter it on like, hey, just show me PS5 stuff or just show me PS4 stuff or mm-hmm. streaming mm-hmm. stuff and all that stuff there. So I showed my PS4 library. And it was actually good to see my entire PS4 library of everything I've ever played or downloaded. Because like, oh yeah, I did yeah. get that thing free. Hey, do you remember Dead Nation? That's in there. Um, oh yeah, we played that. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay... Now I'm in just like mechanics mode. And I'm like, okay, physically, how does some of this stuff work? So, okay, what happens if I put a disc in? So I put, well, no, actually. So I'm looking at the tiles on there and stuff that is, some stuff that, stuff that I downloaded from PSN or was demos or got from PS Plus had like a PS Plus symbol on it and still like a download symbol. You hit it, start downloading, grand. Yeah. Judgment was the top tile on that thing that had that had a padlock on it because I bought I got that on a disc right so I'm like okay what the fuck happens here right because it doesn't say disc like you own the game but like you I own the game 
And it's not shot. You know, in the PS4, like if you had this game, you'd have the disc in, had the disc icon on the tile, and it said like, and you'd hit it, and it would go. You need to put this game to play this game. Yeah. I hit the button. It takes me to the judgment product page, which is their new thing. So like every game now has like a hub, basically. Where so like the example, the really bad example actually is Destiny, where if you go to Destiny two. The button next, so it takes you to the Destiny 2 hub or product page, kind of like a Steam yeah. product page almost, which has a yeah, like yeah. follow game, which is basically like giving news about updates on this game. And then there's like a three button, yeah. three, three dot menu. You hit that and it shows you everything, every product under that product name. So in the case of Destiny 2, for me, it had like the beta was part of, it had the actual game. And a bunch oh, weird. Of, and like some of the DLC is in it. It's all just in this sure. list. And it all said like pipe PS4 on the end of it. Because it was like the PS4 game. I was okay, fine. I'm not going to install Destiny. Fine, okay. What the fuck happens with Judgment? Because I have the disc in my hand, right? So I hit the Judgment tile. Yeah. It's got a padlock on it. Not a disc, just a padlock. I hit Judgment. Takes you to the Judgment page. Says, okay. Uh, no download, nothing. Just like product page. It's like follow and then the dots. Yeah, dots. Here's the game. And it's yeah. like go to store, you hit the button, it's like, you can buy Judgment for fifty-four ninety-nine or whatever it was. I was like, okay. So it knows I've played this and knows it has a license on my account, but doesn't know it's a disc license? Yeah. So I was like, okay, back out of all that, go back to the game library, sitting on the tile, put the disc in, put disc in, disc icon appears at the top, spinning, notification, Judgment downloading. I'm like, wait, what? What's it down? Is it? Oh, okay. It's probably downloading a patch. Okay, fine. Back out of library. Go thing. New judgment tiles appeared. It says PS4 on it, with a progress bar on it. Hit the progress bar. Uh, hit the progress bar. It says copying. I'm like, okay. From the desk. Or theoretically, and it's got the right, thing. That's, okay. It's got the two bar thing on. It's like data required to play to start. Data required to complete yeah. installation. It's got that stuff on it with timers and all that kind of stuff on it. And this is copying. I was like, what the fuck? Okay. And then I bring up the game bar and I hit downloads. And there's two things in the download list. One of which has the same size as the install and one of which is something else. And I hit downloads and it's like, oh, no, no, no. This, the thing in this downloads list says copying. And also it's downloaded an update. I was like, what the fuck is even happening? And then I go back to the tile and the tile says is locked and I hit the tile again and it goes, do you want to purchase this game? I'm like, this is a nightmare. This no. is an absolute fucking nightmare. So it would be really easy. So I don't understand the back end of this where like the PS4 knew that this was a disc license. It knew I had yeah. the game and knew it needed a disc to play it. And I could put the disc into the PS5 and it registers and starts installing. But you hit... So there's no difference now between like a game that you have a disc but don't have the disc in a game that like was temporary like a like a free weekend or something like that that now has like it's gone back to being locked for whatever reason like it just looks like it just looks like the same thing and if you even if you have the disc you hit it in and says well you can pay 54.99 to play it now without a pesky disc you're like fuck okay sure um yeah also the disc drive's very loud Maybe it's just mine, but this side's super loud. So, okay, yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, so there's there's some weird eccentricities with the the UI that I'm not. I'm still getting around. I just like some inconsistencies that feel like they're going to be ironed out pretty quick. So like, 
the product pages have so when you it has like the big image and then you kind of the same as it did in ps4 when you like it has the big image and then you scroll down and it's like here's all the news about this game and then here's all the people currently broadcasting and then here's all the deals right. like all that stuff still there. yeah and i uh scroll down to what was it bug snacks or something like that and i'd like people streaming it's like oh i should see what people stream also they have youtube and twitch built in so like, oh, i was streaming i'll see what the streams are like and boot up the stream like one of the YouTube streams yeah. or whatever it was. And it brings up and it's got like the very much cleaner UI and it's got like a chat and all this kind of stuff. And at the bottom it has like play because I have Bugs Doctors installed. So you can just start playing it right there. And hmm. something else that I can't remember, fall game or something like that. And there's a couple of other buttons on there. One of which is like report stream. So you can just basically say like this person oh. This person's streaming porn. Oh, so we can't we can't go back to the early days of like PS4 streaming. When that was exactly my thought like, as well. Where it was like smoke some... weed and play guitar on yeah, the fucking like that, new, that new camera is like a 1080p camera. You could see some wild shit with that camera now. So they've got that right on the UI as a report stream button. Um, and had another one which was like the iOS icon for picture in picture. So you can now right picture in picture streams there and you can it can be like pin it to the side or like have it as like a floating window that you can move around the side of your okay. phone so theoretically sure. you could be watching a so theoretically you'd be watching somebody stream a game while you're playing a game it's like cool yeah. oh awesome so i could like an example immediately came into my head it was a dumb example it was like oh i can test this now i want to i want to i want a screenshot of me streaming bob ross from twitch in the corner of the screen while i'm playing bug snacks because that seems super dumb and i want that <laughs> screenshot right so okay. i start bug snacks start playing a bit bug snacks and then go into the twitch app because there's, there's a separate twitch app all the media apps yeah. are on a separate page from games yeah. so they're not mixed in which is nice it's actually. the same in the, the ps4 yeah uh well no because they were under like a but they were under like a tile in the main yeah list. they're under like tv and video yeah. or whatever so this is like yeah. there's like a layer above that which is like games and media oh. so that okay. so you hit media and that list gets replaced with only media apps which is pretty good um, and the media app selection is actually pretty good. It's got like everything from like like Apple TV and all that kind of stuff to like Crunchyroll and all that kind of stuff is in there. Um, so I grab the Spotify app and the Twitch app. Uh, Spotify, weirdly enough, so Spotify's also got integration into the UI. So there's like a music thing mm-hmm. on your game bar. So you can just be like, yeah, load of playlists. Play pause. Yeah. Yep. And it seems pretty smart as well. Like I boot up Astros and start playing a playlist on Spotify and it switched off the game music. Like the game switched off music automatically. It's like, okay, cool. That's nice. So I got Spotify and that seemed to work. Also, I didn't log in with Spotify. It just had all my playlists there. So I assume oh. at some point I've linked those accounts at some point yeah. in the past and it went, oh, it's you. Okay, here's Carbon to Brute. Um, uh, so I got a Twitch app. Sign into my Twitch app which does the thing that fucking every app should do now where it's like, go to this URL and put in this four digit code and we will do it all in the background. It's like, sweet, yeah. awesome, great. Everything should do that. Did that with Twitch. And it booted up my thing. I said, hey, Bob Ross is streaming now. <laughs> sweet. Watch Bob Ross's stream. It's so-, so weird to me that your entire like Twitch viewing experience is just, hey, look, they put all the Bob Rosses on it. Like, Listen, that's the- Bob Ross has sent me to sleep more nights this year. Twitch is just the Bob Ross viewing platform. 100%. Like it's, not... it's that and like GB Infinite, basically. So I, I yeah. put Bob Ross's stream up, realized it was a terrible idea because I couldn't judge Twitch quality based on Bob Ross because those things are like VHSs from the 70s. <laughs> yeah, that they've uploaded. like the 70s. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay, fine. Put Bob Ross up. There's no picture-in-picture icon. 
you can currently only picture and picture like a game stream from the official PS5 UI. You can't picture and picture from the Twitch app, despite the oh, fact that the thing okay. in the Twitch app could be exactly the same stream as the one in the UI. There's just no way of doing it. And I googled and was like, "There's no, way, there's like a weird hack you can do." But that's fucking crazy. It's weird, right? It's really, really bizarre. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that. And the other one I, I saw, they have a Plex app um, on oh, PS5, okay. which is really nice. A Plex client. And I'd set up, yeah. uh, like, like, during lockdown, I'd set up, like, a Raspberry Pi as a Plex server in my house. I was like, oh, cool. And I was, like, set it up, linked it, like, as soon as it picked up what it was, it was like, yep, that's me. Logged in, it was like, yeah, I can stream Ghost in the Shell straight from a Plex server, and it works. I was like, oh, okay. So, like, it was super simple, and it still felt like magic somehow. Like, okay, cool. Um, so all that stuff is in there is is pretty good. All that stuff seems... But again, it's just little bits of inconsistencies all around the place. Um, apart from that, it's like I, I don't have enough new games to be able to talk about. It has raised the original the question now of like, what do I do about Cyberpunk? Because Cyberpunk obviously is... Um, it's coming out on PS4 and Xbox One the same time as PC in three weeks. But... Two weeks. But um, it's got a next-gen update next year, which they haven't put a date on. But they put... I don't know if you saw, they put footage out of it running on an Xbox of the One X and... I vaguely remember that, the yeah. The One X and the Series X. And it's like a backwards-compatible thing. So it's like, it runs on the new consoles, but it's not like a native thing. It's But it's also got some updates. It's weird to see but I, I saw the footage and was like this looks really fucking good and if i can get this and they haven't obviously done anything with playstation yet they said they're putting out a similar video for playstation soon if i can get right. that on playstation running at close to 4k maybe depending on how they do it at a solid frame rate on my tv without streaming it i might just do that and then like get the next new upgrade when it comes like it's weird, right? Because I I would rather play it on my big screen in my living room. Sure, yeah, yeah. Rather than doing, it. but it's I need to see what the PS4 version looks like. But like watching the Xbox One, like we put the Xbox One on my TV, ran it off YouTube at 4K, and I was like, I can't tell the ray tracing in this whether it's on or off. Like I can't see the difference between this and the, seeing the PC PC stuff. I was just like, this might be enough for me to just play this fucking game on this console in a thing on the TV. And it's, I, I didn't, that's, out of this whole thing, that's the thing I didn't expect, right? Like I, I've got a 2070 Super in this PC. I got that specifically for a control in Cyberpunk. And mm-hmm. I was like, now that I've got this thing in front, in, in my house, I now actually I'm thinking, what do I start buying stuff on again? Because it's just so, I'd forgotten about the convenience of, of having the console. Where, mm-hmm. and I don't know what I'm going to do. I want to see what the PS4 version looks like, and I actually want to wait for some early reviews to be like, "Yo, this thing's hosed on PlayStation or whatever," like you know, all of that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it's cool. I've got one. We'll see what happens. I think I'm probably. I think the next best test thing for it is what's the name of that Ubisoft game? Phoenix Rising Immortals Gods of something. The Immortals. Wait, no, wait. Phoenix Immortals Rising. Phoenix Rising Immortal. Oh no! It's one of those three oh, words. No. It's those three words in that order. Immortals, Immortals Phoenix Rising. There you go. 
Immortals Phoenix Rising. Okay. Yes, which is out this week, next week, next week. Um, I might get that and see what that thing looks like. Okay. A proper, actual, real game. I mean, I was going to get it anyway because, like, my wife's playing. So you really like Breath of the Wild? <laughs> yeah, like my wife's been playing through Breath of the Wild again, and was like, "Oh, it'd be really good if we had one of these that like ran well and looked nice." And I was like, "Oh, well, funnily enough." Um, but Breath of the Wild looks nice. What are you talking about? It, sorry, Breath of the Wild does look nice, but it doesn't look as nice as it's running at five frames a second in Kakariko Village. Um, right. But um, yeah, so I might get that and see what it looks like running. Like a real, real proper video game running on that thing will be enlightening, I think. Right. Um, yeah, so that's kind of it. There's one more thing I can talk about briefly, which is Yakuza, but I'm probably just going to mm. point people at the video that's going to go up this week because we spent yeah. an hour playing Yakuza. And I think I sold you on that game by the end of that video. Oh yeah, I've I've now played like twelve hours of it. So oh really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, um, I won't say too much except like I still. So I'm now f- seventeen hours, something like that. I can't remember actually. Yeah. Um. Oh, wait, I've got Steam open here. Game's fucking crazy. Like I'm eighteen hours into that game now. Um, that is. So again, I've played zero six. Kawami and Dead Souls, but that doesn't count. And this is easily the best Yakuza I've played. And I really liked Zero. Like, Zero's an excellent fucking game. Seven is probably... Or Like a Dragon, sorry. Is probably... Yeah, Like a Dragon. one, I think. Which is weird, considering that it's just a JRPG now. Totally. Which is, again, like... It's the... the, the I think it works, yeah. The great realization to me has been like I don't not like genres. I don't like it's I that I don't like settings, right? Like I don't sure. play JRPGs. I've basically gone off them, but realized a couple of days ago that I was grinding in an area to get XP, and I was like, "What the fuck has happened?" Just because this thing is set in like I don't I don't like JRPGs. Gets massively excited when they announce a new Twoey game. Okay, fair enough. Twoey's, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like Twoey is theoretically also a JRPG, right? And I am super oh, theoretically, excited. Theoretically, it is. It's not. Does the combat system really not change it? No. The two combat... have different combat systems. But that's barely a cop. Anyway, but that's the point I'm getting, right? Like, hey, I played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played 140 hours of an MMO before I realized that it was an MMO, right? And in Destiny, and I was like, okay, I, it, genres, genres, I can get in on Fury, right? That's another one where I was like, I don't like Massacre boss rush games except for fury which is one of oh. my top 10 greatest games right like yeah, yeah it's it's about the setting and how it's using it and yakuza yakuza be uh, like a dragon being a straight up jrpg in like all of the classic ways the fact that, that game mm-hmm. is like narratively built around um dragon quest and i am loving every minute of that game it's all about setting yeah. and character and all of that kind of stuff i will say the worst part of that game i don't know if you'd have hit it at 12 hours because i've spent a lot of time doing side stuff um there's a straight up like it, it commits one of the great sins of video games that are pretending that they're video games well that's that's a bad description you know games that are like I keep I keep wanting to bring up Matt Hazard, but I never actually played that game. But that's the one that everyone points to. Video games that know video games, self aware video games, um, where it did the thing where like I escaped from a place and uh, ended up in a sewer system, and Itchy's like, "Hey, this is like a dungeon in a JRPG. We should just we should keep a lookout for items." And then there's like. 
40, 50 minutes of like a sewer dungeon run mm-hmm, and it's just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. boring and like it doesn't do anything to say like like it doesn't even self it isn't even self aware enough to go this is not fun <laughs> like it just yeah. it's just that um and then you escape and it's like okay and then the story just continues and i was like when it i admire how much it's doing the thing about we talk about it a lot in the video but the the worst part of that game so far has been when it's gone too far down that path and it's been like i'm self-aware enough to know this crap but i'm not going to tell you and it's been like okay fine it's still like 40 minutes of a dungeon run um oh yeah yeah that game is i mean if it's trying to be if it's trying to be a jrpg it needs to do that but like it also needs to do it in a way that like like that's the thing about that game is that so much of that they know how to do stuff that should be boring or mundane in really fun ways like for them to to just do the thing i'm just like uh, i I kept waiting for a twist of some kind and it just never came so people who get to that stage like just power through it you'll you'll come out the other end of it it'll be fine you grind a lot. I gained like four levels in that area or something like that. But anyway, um, that game's fucking excellent. Um, yeah, there'll be a video going really up good. this week of an hour of us playing it with no spoilers as well. We didn't really get into spoilers. Um, no, it was just an hour of madness. But yeah. yeah. I did the um, Lobster Summon. It's excellent. It's really oh, good. yeah, right. It's yes. very good. Um, so yeah, that's me. Fucking Lobster um, Summon. Let's go to break and then we'll jump to you because I just realised we've been speaking for quite a while. Um, yeah. What is... It's your music, right? Yes. So what have yeah, you got for us? My music. Uh, so I'm going to do... I talked a while ago now, maybe like a few, two or three podcasts ago about uh, Risk of Rain 2. Okay. Um, it increasingly became a game that I played like a lot of this year just because... It, well, one, it's really fucking good, but it, like is the game that me and my American friends all play together. Right. Um, so is how we came to contact with that. So I'm going to play something from the Risk of Rain 2 soundtrack because it is... It's a weird soundtrack for the game that it is because the game is very fast-paced action sort of like, but it's the roguelike. We are still like very in-the-moment focused on this. And the soundtrack is very ambient and kind of like in the background and kind of almost chill, mm-hmm. but it has a way of like ramping up as the levels go on and stuff like that. It's right. a very strange soundtrack, but it's very, very good. Okay. Um and it features some incredible names of sort of tracks on it. Like like Thermodynamic Equilibrium is a great name. But oh, then wow. there's stuff like uh a glacier eventually farts parentheses and you don't listen to the song of life close parentheses. Like that's Wait. the name of a track in that game. Okay. Yeah, uh, you're gonna need a bigger ukulele. Is the name of a track in that <laughs> That's game? A, okay, yes, good. Uh, but the track, the track that I've picked, is a song called "The Rain," formerly known as "Purple." Um, it's a track from a very specific level in that game, but it is the kind of it's the 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 prime example of a thing that you think is going one way in that game with the soundtrack, where it's all really chill, and then the guitar solo happens, and the nice. guitar solo is like, and the guitar solo is like five minutes long it's great it's mental it's a crazy song but it's awesome so yeah listen to that okay um so yeah check the uh, post for links so you can pick that up and we will be back with some more stuff after this
So that was The Rain, formerly known as Purple, from the Risky Rain 2 soundtrack. Um, everybody should go listen to that song and everybody should go play that game because that game's fantastic. Not, well, not everybody. I can't, re- I can't recommend that game to everybody because it is yeah. kind of like a fairly difficult roguelike, but right. it's very good for Does one it work of those solo things. or do you really need a team? Yeah, work okay. solo. You don't need a team at all. It's actually it's weirder with a team because of how like the item splits happen and stuff like that. It's actually uh, easier for you if you're a solo person. Sure. But... Uh, um, but yeah still very fun cool um, a very quick mention before you go um, you had your first GTFO experience um, oh yeah that also, was a thing that happened which we're not gonna we don't have talked enough about that game but like yeah. do, you, do you now see why I'm after oh, talking totally, about that yeah, game I totally get it like that thing is a very unique experience that is incredibly stressful yes um, and yeah like it's been a while since I felt a game that positions itself so against you, like, yeah. incre- like incredibly, like oppressively against you. Yeah. Not even like it. It it barely wants you to survive. Like you survive purely through your own will. Like it's not the game's giving you nothing. Yeah. It's it's yeah, but it is it's super cool and it's got a bunch of really unique ideas. Um. It's freaky as fuck. It's really stressful. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's really I, funny. It's really funny coming into a thing with a group of people who have p- clearly been playing a lot of this game together. Yep. And they have like they have their own system and they have their way of doing things and stuff like that. Yeah, but that was that was game, very. The funny. game is, but the game is so diverse that even at points like that, you guys are still just like, I don't know what the fuck this is. So <laughs> like, I don't know what we're doing. Here. It was kind of. I'm. I'm glad we got you in on that particular night because it was the best snapshot I could have given you that game where you got, you got a win. Like we made it out in that level mm. that we were doing. It was an hour and a half for that one level, which I thought was yeah, and it was an hour and a half of incredibly intense. Yeah, like, like an, hour, an hour ten of that was like pretty on edge stuff. Um, yeah. So you you saw when and you saw us going to a level we'd never see, uh, we'd never seen before, and you had yeah. you had had the moment along with us of, oh god, what the fuck is that? Which I'm not going to spoil. Yeah. But like we yeah. had never seen any of that, and that was new to us as well. And we're like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is that? Just sheer like complete sheer panic. And then just, yeah, like, because because of the way that that game positions itself, where like I said, it like it doesn't give you anything and actively hinders you from succeeding. Yeah, when something when they do that, which is I guess why that game's interesting because of the whole like every rundown has its unique mechanics thing. Yeah. When they throw something like that at you, the only thing you can do is to react by going, "What the fuck? Like, how is this gonna fuck us up? And like, yeah. what the hell's going on here?" Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was very good. It's it a really was, cool game. Yeah, it really is. I want to play, play more of it, um, and I seem to have done an all right job at playing it. Totally, so. yeah. Like, there's, like, a couple of key roles that need done at various positions, and we've just kind of assigned ourselves roles at this point. But, yeah. like, as long as you can point and shoot, like, relative, and manage resources pretty well, you're, you like, you're probably all right for, for like, most yeah. of that game. Um. Yeah, it was weird as well because it has been a long, long time since we've gone into a game like that where I've known more about it than you have. And it was mm. really interesting to be able to go and like, oh, okay, right. And how much of it was, how much of the knowledge was assumed and how much of it wasn't. So like one of the key parts of that game is that like ammo was so scarce. And it was, the, it was, the, it was yeah. a small, small detail I didn't realize until it actually explicitly pointed out is that your ammo is measured um, or like when you can see all the items you've got in the top right, your ammo is measured in percentage. 
So like, do you yeah. have a full load of rifle ammo or whatever it is? And they don't Nobody drop you. They don't drop you into the level with a hundred. They drop you in with like no. thirty, and you're like, "Fuck you!" I, like, it, it seems to it seems to be like a random number as well because I dropped into both of those runs with different amounts yeah, of ammo. Yeah, so like they kind of vary it a little bit, and it plays into the narrative, right? Where they're like, the, yeah, war- totally. the warden, the person in charge of this, is just dropping these prisoners in to do their dirty work for them. They're just like, we'll give them like thirty percent ammo because they'll be fine. Doesn't really matter. It's it's, it's it's a cool thing where it's like like you were saying where it's it's in a position where you know more than I do, but it was still a lot of stuff where you were just kind of going like, well, we've never seen that before. That's a weird thing. Like there was yeah. like one of the levels where there was just like giant holes cut out the floor for no reason. Yeah. Like and you're like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but yeah. like all of that game has been about like these dank, like disused or messed up like lab areas or mine areas or all that kind of stuff. But this was the first one where it was like, I don't think this is a spoiler, but like, like chunks of the floor have been ripped, like not yeah. like like not like not like it's not like them. cut out by a machine. Yeah. It's like, like cut out by a machine, forced open. Yeah, like something has come through that solid metal floor. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Um, yeah, and then yeah, the moment directly after that, where you're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 really really good. I really really like that year. Um, it's, it's a really cool thing. I do want to play more of it. That would be oh, interesting. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Um, I, I, yeah. liked it, I liked it after after we like it was my first attempt that we got out. Both of the yeah. both of your mates that we were playing with were like, "Oh yeah, fucking ditch the other guy." Like, <laughs> <laughs> see the other, the other guy was watching. We were streaming no, on Discord, yeah. and it was it was cool seeing him give like do supporting over Discord. Advice, as well. advice, advice through text chat through one of the people in the run that was. I just I just wasn't really watching Discord. Yeah, I it was doing it through the WhatsApp group that we've got, and I just didn't have it up on the right, screen, okay. so I couldn't see it. But um, yeah, when I went back and looked at all the messages, I was like, oh right, you're right, we didn't do the thing. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Uh, what have you been playing except for me dragging you into games? Uh, so right, the only thing that is worth talking about is Destiny because sure. there's there's I mean, really bit, nothing else. Is... I mean, I know we talk about it on this show a lot, but like this is a big deal for Destiny, right? This is their first big thing. Yeah, so in a this while. is like this is their big fall expansion, which is like their their Forsaken, they're taking Kings. Like it's usually their like big hey, we're going to shake the game up and change this, like makes like try and make Destiny fresh again. Yep. Um, so this is beyond light, and it's it's kind of broken. It's kind of broken out into parts, which is kind of why I wanted to give it time. Because like, if it had come out and we had talked about it on the Sunday, I would have missed a bunch of stuff, and I yes. would have been a lot more critical of it, sure, um, than I would be right now because there's a lot more stuff. Mm. Um, so there's beyond light. There is season of the hunt, which is the new season that also started when yep. the new when beyond light came out, and there's the raid. There's the th- the three major things that have come out, which is. The, the the theme that you'll get over Beyond Light that I'll start as I start talking about it is that they have started doing their I talked about this in Shadowkeep, but it's way more obvious here where it's they're doing their like evolving world thing. Yeah. Where instead of just going like, here's Beyond Light and here's all the stuff, go. They are a lot better at slow rolling all of their stuff out and in ways that make more sense. So there were like when Beyond Light came out, like that Tuesday, there was a bit of it but not all of it. Mm-hmm. Some of it was held back. And then the week after that, when Season of the Hunt started, you got all the Season of the Hunt stuff, which gave it a little bit more stuff. And then the raid happened, and then there was more stuff after that. So it is like, instead of just going, 
content drop. Okay, do it all in a week and a half and then don't do anything for weeks like you would do with Destiny. Yeah. They're doing the slow, gradual rollout of stuff. Um, I, I, I don't actually know if you can answer this, but like, if you were to come in, like if I was to go in tomorrow, is all that stuff mm-hmm. still there? It's just now sequential? Or is it lost? Um, hmm. Well, no, because it would. It, all of it is now out technically. Right. So it would just be there. Okay. It's just that that you wouldn't get the prelude as to why it's there now. Right. You yes. Just that's be, that's kind of the bit I'm getting. This is the, this is the current world state, yeah. which is kind of what you want because that's how the world evolves. Instead of it being like a start from square one and go on, it's like a, you're arriving in this world at the given state that it's in. I don't know. I'd kind um, of. I'd kind of. Yeah, it's weird, right? You still, like, you, still, you, still, you still get all the, the beats that will tell you why the world has got to the status in. But you've but missed the not, point. Oh, you, you missed seeing the world of world You won't right? see it. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, yeah. like, you'll, you'll still get an explanation as to why it's done that. It's, so, like, the, the interesting thing, or one of the interesting stories I remember hearing from WoW when I, mm. like, used to hear it through a grapevine through other people was when Cataclysm, that was an expansion, right? Yeah. Um, when Deathwing like scorched the earth, right, and that was the first. Yeah. Uh, that was the first time I remember it in a in an MMO of that type seeing like a giant world changing, like literal world changing event, right? Like parts yeah. of that world got fucked up during that story, and mm-hmm. are changed forever, right? And I thought it was really interesting that if you got into Cataclysm two, three, four months after the launch of the the thing you would still see the world progression, right? Like, you would do the first couple of missions and the world would look normal. Oh, right, yeah, you'd still and see then, it happen. Yeah, yeah. and then you'd, you'd do the thing and Cataclysm would happen and then you'd be in the instance with everyone. Mm-hmm. So they had they had separate... So regardless of when you got in, you still got the, the Cataclysm story and you so, still yeah, got to see the thing happen. I can't, I can't speak to that in Destiny right. because I don't know. There might be there might be an instance in this thing where, like, your first few missions on Europa is in... Right the europa as it stood when you first turned up right. i don't know because that because um, I, I mean we've talked about it on here before like that's the thing i think that is turning me off of, or turned me off of destiny right is that if you're not there day one following along with the story as the story rolls out you're missing out on chunks of what makes that game interesting yeah. so mm-hmm. um but cool okay sorry yes i just want to check if so, yeah. right beyond light uh big expansion um the setup for it was that the darkness finally arrives in the Earth system and kind of swallows up a bunch of the planets. So Mercury, Mercury, Mars, Titan, and Io are all Io. gone, swall- swallowed by the darkness. Yeah. Um, the The event that was like the end of season event was the Traveler reforming itself because it's been broken since the Red War. Right, yes. Um, it used the power of light, reformed itself, and then repelled the darkness from taking any more planets. Um, So then it was all... The major thing that happened was uh, the Exo Stranger, who's been a character since D1 that hasn't been around for a while, has called everybody to Europa saying... Or sorry, well, she didn't. Varix did, but it's the same thing. People, you're called to Europa because um, Aramis, who is... A fallen Kel has decided to try and unite the houses again, as every fallen leader tries to do. There are so uh, many capital letters in Destiny. I forgot about this. Like yeah. Kel's, so, 
Yeah, the, 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 the head people in the Fallen. Yeah. Every single one of them that ever tries to do anything is all like, we need to unite the houses. It was the same in like House of Wolves and stuff like that. It's yep. the same sort of story. Uh, but she is trying to do it because she has discovered how to manipulate the darkness. Um, the actual cause, paracausical power of the darkness, she has discovered how to manipulate it and make it manifest. Is that a real word uh, or is that a made up word? No, that's a destiny word. Paracausal is a destiny okay. word that means like the science and the magic behind the light in the dark. Okay. Um, so yeah, so you're called to Europa to deal with this problem because obviously the Fallen just can't have darkness tech because yeah, then that would it's be a bad really idea. awful. Um, so the Exo Stranger calls you to Europa and says, hey, to do this, you're probably going to need to use the darkness as well um, because it is like super powerful. You need to learn how to wield this for the good of everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've been setting up to that for seasons and seasons beforehand where a bunch of the the supporting cast like the Drifter and Eris Morn and all that have spent seasons basically explaining to people hey the darkness isn't inherently evil it's just another face of the same coin that the light's right. on um, which is the whole the dungeon last season dealt with that of like the, fi- the final conclusion was like the darkness isn't evil inherently it's just how you use it is yeah. the problem so Exo Stranger brings you to Europa and says, we can manipulate the darkness, but for a good way, let's do it. Let's 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 do this and take out this Kel. So the darkness manifests there itself in the new powers called Stasis. Yeah. Which is the new is a new damage type, it is a new subclass, it is a brand new energy like type of damage to destiny. Yep. It is focused around ice. Ice. It is freezing people, it is exploding people, it is all around freezing and manipulation and control, basically, as opposed to the other light-based ones, which were pretty much just damage. Yeah, like I mean, hey, I'm a warlock, I throw, I throw this big nova bomb. It's not like that in stasis. Yeah. Um. So, story in Beyond Light itself is a cool little isolated story about Aramis and Varix and. Like what it what it means to have the power of the darkness and like how that changes people and what the darkness means. Um, uh, the story itself was like four hours long, like the actual storyline. Right. Um, that's like with an epilogue at the end of it, but within it are some really good scenes. There is actually some really good like writing and storytelling in the story mode of Destiny, which rarely happens. Right. Um, but does it require like, does it require the same level of dedication to all the previous story no, to get anything out of it? Okay. Nope. Uh, so th- th- this is the thing that actually really impressed me. There was the leading into leading into a bunch of the missions where you're like basically going to try and find Aramis by like killing a bunch of fallen leaders and stuff like that. They give you a cutscene that basically explains the history of the fallen, right, and why it matters what Aramis is doing. Right. Of like, why what is Aramis talking about? Here's this cutscene to explain what happened with the fallen and why they care so much about like the traveler and all their broken houses and all that stuff. Gotcha. Not that not not super long, but enough to be able to go. We can now explain to you why this story is important, um, and it leads into Aramis and Varix talking over communications about like the nature of leadership and the nature of what it means to like be a people and a culture but from the respect but from the prospect of like Aramis going like we need to be free to do that we need power the darkness is giving us power 
we can use this to liberate ourselves. And Varric's going, you're going to kill everybody if you do this. You need <laughs> right. to stop. And those ideologies sort of like clashing and they're doing it all through conversation. Oh, and cool. it's De- Destiny actually told a story, like an actual story <laughs> that you don't have to go in. I love how at this like point... Work- at this point, even that you're shocked by right? that. Yeah. yeah, like you don't have to go into lore books. You don't have to go and watch like a twenty-five minute "My Name Is Bay" video. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's there in front of you, and it's well told, and it's well written, and it's well acted. Like, it is actually good. It is a solid little isolated story. Um, so yeah, the, I I actually really enjoyed going through the the campaign of it. It was a cool little thing. Um, there's also one thing that I encourage people to go watch when you arrive on Europa. There is a super rad cutscene of what people are calling the Dark Vanguard, which okay. is the Exo, Eris Morn, and the Drifter mm-hmm. um, arriving on Europa and like using stasis powers to take out a bunch of fallen. It's like an animated cutscene, but it's like a fight scene. It's right. fucking rad. It's super cool. It's the thing about it like, Bungie are super good at that, like doing these. Like, yeah, they're really good at cutscenes. Yeah. It is like. Each of them are doing the thing that makes sense for them. Like the Exo is doing her weird teleporting shit and like throwing weird ice knives. Eris is just like using her crazy ball to manipulate a bunch of ice. I was gonna and say, I'm, re- I'm realizing I've never seen Eris actually fight yet. She, well, yeah, she's a warlock, so she just summons a bunch of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. She makes ice walls and all that stuff. And the Drifter is just there, like being cool. Like he, sure. he has just like a revolver and is like holding fallen by the neck and like spinning his gun and firing up their body and stuff like that's awesome Weird. such a cool cutscene okay um so right that's the campaign for beyond light mm-hmm. uh going into a bit more about stasis as a power mm. it's the first time that they have given you true control over a subclass okay so it's normally just like when you do a subclass in destiny it's like what grade are you using what jump are you using which class ability do you have on and what tree are you in? That's yes. your selection. This one, it still has the grenade and the jump and the class ability. Everything else about the class is customizable through aspects and fragments. So yeah. aspects aspects are like major modifications to the class. Right. And they are, you get them as part of the Exo Stranger storyline. She gives you a bunch of quests to do this. And it, means that so for example mine i have two now that says like if i if i use my rift ability i freeze people around me Mm -hmm. and if i destroy someone who's frozen it fires out like homing knives that then go to freeze more people oh cool so there are and there are going to be more of these aspects that will that you can chop and change to then modify how the class works have they been Um, backported to their classes they are going to. It's not oh, right okay. now, but they've said they're going to over the course of the next few seasons. Okay. Um, which would be super cool because then it means the classes are like entirely customizable, which is great. And also means um, like I imagine that everyone is currently just using stasis, right? I'll come on to that. Okay. That's gonna. I'll, yeah. So there's the aspects, and the aspects have a specific number of slots in them that you have for fragments, and fragments are minor buffs that can sort of modify the gameplay a little bit so they can give you like some of them give you like stat buffs some of them give you there are things that just say the blast from when you blow up a frozen target is bigger and does more damage there are some bigger ones that say things like if you destroy a frozen target you get super energy but that comes at like a detriment to your stats so there's like they're just like little things that you can put in just to like modify the class just like a little bit 
They've, they've um, expanded like weapon and armor mods to the class now as well. Yeah, basically, they've, they've given you basically class mods. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, which is cool. Means yeah, that totally. the, the the subclass itself is like really freeform, customizable. People can do different stuff, especially as they start releasing more aspects. People yeah. will start playing around, seeing what works well together. Um, stasis itself and gameplay varies wildly. In PVE, it's pretty fun. It's it's cool. Like the uh, the freeze mechanic is really interesting because you can just freeze big groups of mobs and then blow them all up at once. That's interesting. All the supers are pretty cool. Like the warlock one is like you get a big staff and you can shoot it at people and then do a big wave to blow them all up if they're frozen. The titans get big ice fists. Like they're they're interesting. Mm-hmm. Where it falls apart is that it then becomes a subclass that you can use everywhere and it's kind of broken in PvP. Right. Or it was. So this is where I'll come on to. So using it in PvP at launch was kind of busted because sure. the freezing of targets doesn't just apply to PvE people, it applies to Guardians in PvP as well. Oh, and wow. that, freeze was, that freeze was long. It was a long freeze. So if you got frozen, you're basically just dead and there was no play around. Like, that was it. If you're fr- oh. if you're frozen, you can break out of it. Like, you, if you hold your class ability, they sort of, like, do a charge and break out of it. But it costs a lot of health. So you either stay frozen and you die, or you break out and maybe are able to move again, but you're probably also dead. Right. Um, not very fun. Very uninteractive, because it's just, like, you get frozen and that's it. Yeah. There's nothing really you can do. Um, that, that feels like a thing that, that somebody should have caught, right? Like that. You think? Like, yeah. Okay. But again, this is I'm talking about at launch. And at launch, Warlock was totally busted. Like it was way more powerful in PvP than any of the other subclasses because it could just like it could basically fly, it could freeze multiple targets. It's like little Nova thing that would like it's like a, a big AoE that says if it touches a frozen target, they basically just break and die. Oh wow. So you could like okay freeze a bunch of people, do a pulse, the pulse went through walls, like, it was... <laughs> okay. It was mental. It was insane. Like, it was it was too, too good. So, Bungie came out and said, hey, we've heard all the stuff about Stasis. We're going to tweak it a bit. So they did. They, in PvP specifically, they, like, lowered the freeze time. They lowered the cost of, like, you breaking out of the ice because they realized that it was too good. And basically gutted the warlock subclass like like it, it, it was done because people complained about it in pvp but it guts it for pve as well because they like nerfed the range on their charged melee attack nerfed the duration of their all nerfed the range of the pulse like a whole bunch of stuff to just say you guys were too good we're not going to do that anymore right um and that's where what i was talking about earlier the really angry reddit post came in right. i read like a 30 to 40 paragraph Reddit post from a quote-unquote Warlock main about how this is the last straw, Bungie, and you fucked with Warlocks too much, and oh my god, it's too bad. Like, it's mental. Like, I need to send it to you, because it's yeah, really I don't want to see that. To watch this guy mentally backflip enough to be able to go like, actually, here's the problem, but it was not like the, the like when you read it you're like okay i can kind of see where he's coming from but then if you go down to the comments is everybody going are you insane like what are you talking about like, <laughs> okay at least everyone else was like because one of his one of his sentences one of his paragraphs started with um 
I pl I played PvP at launch and didn't think it was that bad. And all the comments below it were like, if you Dude. played PvP at launch and didn't think it was that bad, you're insane. Like it's <laughs> okay. I just did not get it. Anyway, um so that's beyond light. Stasis had a big impact on the game, which is cool, shakes it up, gives it a bit of difference. Stasis now in PvP feels a little bit more balanced. Freezing is still kind of a feel bad, but it's not as bad as it was because it doesn't it doesn't freeze you for like four seconds. It freezes you for like a second. So it's not too bad yeah. anymore. I don't think it's that bad anyway. There are people that still complain about it. Sure. Um so that's Beyond Light. I'll come back to Beyond Light because there's more to talk about in Beyond okay. Light. The Season of the Hunt, which is the new seasonal activity this year. So they they are doing this. they are doing the same thing where they're like four seasons for the year. Mm -hmm. Um, there are the like one. 90 days or whatever it is I can't yeah. remember but right. so this is Season of the Hunt this is uh, oh I can talk openly about this because it was in fucking trailers and stuff like that this is um, Hive God is trying to be resurrected uh, Zivir Arath who's like the Hive God of War mm -hmm. trying to be resurrected they're doing it through weird magic you need to go stop them the way that you learn about this is uh, Osiris calls you and says, I'm on the tail of these like Ziva Wrath cultists. They're doing weird stuff. You have to come help me. You find them. He's getting attacked by a hive knight, and the hive knight gets taken out by a dude with a sword. Dude with a sword turns up, and it's Aldrin Sov, who right. has been missing since Forsaken. Um, and all this is in trailers? This seems like a pretty big. No, they, they spoiled it in trailers. This is like in-game cutscenes. Oh, um, okay. If they'd left it, it would have been a big surprise. But um, so he, there was a cutscene in like uh, season of the Worthy or something like that. I can't remember that showed Aldrin Sov being revived as a guardian. Like a ghost found him yes. and revived him, and he came back. A as ghost a guardian. found him. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, just, that's, that's how guardians right. happen. Like ghosts right. find dead bodies yeah. and just go, "You're a guardian now." Um, yeah. So he turns up and takes out this hive god. Or this hive knight, uh, and started I started calling himself like, the crow. That's just his name. Uh, it's the most obviously, fucking emo Tumblr nineteen ninety. He is so edgy in this season. That's it's great. unbelievable. He's the edgiest edgy person. Um, so yeah, part of the process of becoming a guardian is that you lose all your memories. Sure. So he doesn't. He doesn't remember what he did, like or anything that happened, or even who he is. So what's happened is he's wandered around for ages found himself on the tangled shore and spider has found him oh and okay and taken him in as kind of like a employee hunt master sort of thing gotcha um but the really interesting thing is that you talk to spider at first and spider is like hey look we all know who this guy is don't mention aldrin Sov at all like anywhere don't say the name aldrin Sov because it'll make him go insane right uh and he's also like, oh yeah, but he's also my asset now. So what I've done is I've put a bomb in his ghost, and if he tries to leave the tangled shore, his ghost goes boom, and oh, then wow. he's, immortal. he's immortal again. So don't fuck with him. Also, don't tell him he's Aldrin Sov. Okay, go. <laughs> and that's okay. it. Cool. And you're like, okay. all right, fine, whatever. So the the thing is, is like they've discovered a way to draw out these cultists, and it's with this like special lure. They're, they're attracted to special energies. And all it is is exactly what you want from a seasonal activity, which is a fast and easy way to get targeted loot. Mm. It is 
there is a loophole of things you can get from the lure that you can pick and choose from based on what boss you fight. You can modify things about the gun based on other things that you can slot into the lures. The interesting thing is this time it's not just you can change like what stat is highest on a bit of armor, but if you're picking for a weapon, you can do a oh what's the word? what did they put it? They put it as a, a trait veto. So you can basically slot a thing into the lore that says, I don't want these perks on this gun. Oh, interesting. So if, you're, okay. so if you're like really trying to focus on, I want these two perks, you can slot things in that says, like, take these two perks out of the loot pool to make sure that it doesn't dilute it or whatever. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, you go with the lure, you stab it in the ground, you fight a boss, you tail the boss because it leaves like weird sticky goo on the place. Um, you follow it back to his hidey hole, you fight the big boss, it dies, you get the loot. That's sure. it. Super easy, really good, really simple system to get targeted loot. Loot's pretty good. That's that's kind of all you need. I'm excited to see how the story expands because it seems like Aldrin's pretty fucked right now. Yeah, but, a little bit. Um, we kind of need him to get off the Tangled Shore to come and help us with all the shit we're dealing with. Um, but yeah, so that'll be interesting. That's Season of the Hunt. The... Beyond Light stuff has started expanding more uh, where past the the main story about Aramis and the darkness and all that sort of stuff, there is this way more interesting side story about the Bray family and Braytech and right, Clovis yeah. Bray. Because Europa, if you understand the lore, was once a like basically research planet for Braytech yep. yep. where that was just a big facility for them to do all their weird, crazy research. And specifically for Clovis Bray, the guy who founded Bray, take Clovis Bray, the first to research immortality, quote unquote, because he why wanted do, to be immortal. Why do people continue to do this? It never goes well. Clovis, Because Clovis Bray, as you learn through stuff in the game and before the season, is a gigantic asshole. Oh, and okay. just cares about like, legacy and his name being on research and stuff like that so just wants right. to be immortal so he can keep going um and through that uh discovered exos so that is how oh right the exo the exo program came about with clovis bray trying to discover immortality and with the help of some darkness tech and vex machines discovered immortality can be achieved through transferring your consciousness into a robot body um right through some pretty fucked up shit that uh i will talk about at the end of the year because it is actually really interesting story and okay. actually cool for the world but you learn clovis break the first not a nice guy does some horrific stuff uh to get exos to work but you see the birthplace of the exos and this is where it ties into the raids which is uh, the Deep Stone Crypt, which was the in lore is like the birthplace of the Exo. Is it's the only right, thing the yes. Exos ever ever dream about. Like the only thing the Exos can ever remember is the image of the Deep Stone Crypt, which is either a very good thing for some Exos or a very bad thing for other Exos. Right. Um, but that's the raid. I unfortunately didn't get to participate day one because my raid group kind of fell apart. Uh, but I will be going to do the raid this week at some point cool. at the time of recording um seems really cool seems like a super interesting raid there's a lot of really unique mechanics in it 
Um, the story behind it is really awesome, but as part of the the raid being done and the raid world first happening, when the raid world first happened, that triggered a world change mm-hmm. uh, in on Europa. So there is now, by the raid being finished, there is now a bunch of new stuff to do on Europa. Cool. So it is they are tying more things together to be able to like evolve these planets and this world and gotcha. which is which is cool and interesting like it means that there is now different things to do right. um there is some there is some awesome stuff on europa like really cool not even hidden stuff just like stuff that you go and do and you see and it's it's a really interesting point i can't say it's like, oh my god, this is like Forsaken or Taking King, where it's like this changes everything. But it is definitely a it's marking a kind of like sea change in thought about how people are uh, they seem to be approaching Destiny now, which is a lot more methodical with their content as opposed to just being like a here it is. They're doing like a slow, gradual rollout of stuff okay. to keep people playing. I'll, I'll, um, I'll probably talk to you off air about it then, but if it uh, yeah okay okay sure i'll talk about it i'll talk about it off air so we don't okay people who are um who maybe want to see it for the first time um yeah i i'm not talking specifics because the stuff the clovis bray storyline is way more interesting than the main storyline and that's the thing that's like evolving in the world right like you're learning more and more about what's happening or what happened on europa with bray tech and the exos and all that stuff sure um the the thing the thing the other thing I can talk about quickly, uh, the the new exotics that have come out. So the, they look really nice. They do people, look people, really nice. People love new exotics in Destiny because those are like your build around stuff that is like it does a thing and that makes that defines a build basically. Yeah. Um, but they've changed it this time around, which is also for the better. Where instead of just being like, here's all the new exotics that are in the loot pool, go. You can only get the exotics by doing very specific things in the world. So you actually have to go hunt for the exotics. So there are new things called legendary lost sectors, which are lost sectors that are instanced for solo play at high level. So it is like 1250 and 1280. So like proper high level stuff, which is good because there was no high level soloable content for anything. Great addition. And also put the new exotics behind it to make people play it and stuff. Very good, like awesome idea. Yep. Totally. Don't just put exotics in the loot pool because then people get it day one through really cheesy means. Um, new exotics are awesome. Uh, the the warlock one that I have is like gloves that put poison on people and spread poison around. They're pretty cool. But the the one that I wanted to talk about the most is one I got a couple of days ago. Is uh, it's called the lament. Um, it is a fucking chainsword. Oh, right. Um, you messaged me this. Yes. It's, it's a huge fucking sword that is also a chain... Like, it's a chainsword. It's from for, fucking 40k, 40K, but it's massive. Yeah. Um, and it is... There's a really cool quest line to go get it. I encourage people to go do it. Also, go get the sword because it's really fucking good. Like, it's really strong. Um, but it has a unique mechanic where instead of it being, like, normal swords where it's just like, oh, there's a light attack combo and there's a heavy attack. If you hold block you start revving the chainsaw. Right. So your block your block comes in and you start hearing it going and it's and then the attacks change where they then start hitting multiple times per swing. And every 
hit stacks a damage buff that goes up to nine times. So if you do three light attacks, it Jesus. stacks up to nine times. Okay. That then all get expended on the heavy attack, and it does some of the most disgusting damage I've ever seen in Destiny. Like it <laughs> okay. Is, it, like, to, to the point where it, like, invalidates content sometimes, where you can, like, run up and one combo, like, champions and lost sectors and nightfalls, and, like, it's crazy, crazy good, and so, it's like, really fun to use. What's the it's, downside, then? Or is it just, have they just gone, you've worked for the sword, here you go? Is I it- mean... <sighs> The, I don't know what the, the downside is. The, the downside is that it's not consistent. It's um, burst damage, basically. So the the revving expends your uh, like your block meter. Oh, got you, got you. Okay, sure. And when you attack and when you heavy attack, if you attack, it take, also takes away your block meter. And if you heavy attack, it takes away all your block meter. So you gotcha. can't consistently chain like the rev combos. You have to do like one big rev combo, then normal light attacks until the bar comes back up then rev the thing again then go back in so it's not like a consistent thing it's about you run in you do your big combo get your big burst off and then you're back to just using a normal sword for a bit so the damage kind of goes in like massive spikes and then goes away again gotcha that's the that's the trade-off basically okay, is that it's not if it was if it was consistent damage it would be fucking ludicrous but it's not um that makes sense but yeah super awesome cool weapon everybody should go get it it's really fun it's, it's dangerous because it is a very effective weapon and it's really fun to use right. so it is it's crazy nice. um i have been impressed so far by what they've done with beyond light if you'd asked me at launch i would have been really upset because base beyond light the content was a bit lacking sure there wasn't a lot there but as more and more stuff has come out with the seasonal stuff and with the raid happening that's caused all the changes on Europa, more and more stuff has started coming out that lets you see what they are planning to do with this sort of game. There's a slow roll content drip, yeah, which makes a lot more sense when you're trying to do a seasonal game. Totally. Um, and I, I, like, I like that they're... I admire that they're doing that. It does... It's... It, it's I would be interested to know what the experience is like for somebody who is coming in right now, right? Yeah, like, I have no idea what, what what that what that experience is like. And I mean, we we talked a lot about this um, a few episodes ago about like get to the heart of the bit of the bit of destiny that turned me off, and the bit of destiny that turned me off was if you're not there day in day out. Well, not day in that's that's harsh, but like if you're not yeah. consistently playing that game, you're missing out on the good bits of that game. Or the, the, yeah. the some of the best bits of that game in terms of like mm-hmm. how they're rolling stuff out and changing worlds and all that kind of stuff. Like, if that is still the case, then cool. Like that that's awesome. Uh, but it's not the thing that would bring people back. Is it? I think that's what I'm saying. Is like this is not the thing that like because I remember when Taken King came out for one. That was the point where people were going, no, no, no. Now you should get into Destiny because it's good yeah. now. Like, yeah. none of this sounds like... Like, it does it sound like it's better, and it sounds like they're at least trying to right the ship with the the season stuff. But mm-hmm. it's still... It's not the point where no, you go back and go, like, hey, it's good now. Like, it's it's still yeah. it's more Destiny. It's just really good Destiny. It's very... You know? Yeah, it's, and it's very much built on stuff that has happened previously. Yeah. Like, like tune it's in, not, it's tune not, in it's, this week it's to not, see like, Destiny's... The next episode of Destiny yeah. is kind of what it feels it's like. Not like. It's not like Taking King where... 
the arrival of the Taken and stuff like that was like a big event where they could focus on that. Mm. Beyond Light works because they've been building towards it for like a year. Yes. Like with all the all the other seasons, like all the hidden lore stuff, like all that stuff has built to this happening. It's it's um, weird that it's gone back to like it almost feels like the the reverse change from what happened to TV, right? Where um what's the phrase that everyone in the industry used? Um there's a phrase for like the 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 episodes of TV shows that everyone would get together and watch at the same time, like, like um, oh, like water killer moments. Uh, or kind of water killer moments are like um, calendar te- calendar episodes. There was a term basically that people would use where like before streaming was a big thing, where it was like, hey, everyone's watching Lost because it's on, like, yeah. thir- and then yeah. the, fir- the the day after everyone would talk about it, like. It, when that moved to streaming, like nobody's watching TV at the same time anymore, so and everyone's watching the entire season of everybody's watching yeah all of it all at once yeah everyone's watching queen's gambit at once for some reason um yeah but um it seems like it's gone back to the old way where it's like yeah you go in you see what happens this week in destiny and then you talk about it and then if you if you you miss it you miss it which is like which is an interesting model to go back to and it does kind of it doubles down on the thing they were saying about like how 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 they want to keep people about uh, how, yeah, they, they, want to, they, they want to keep people going back, people back. Yeah. yeah and and have it change enough that people aren't just like like you say burning through the content and they come back and go well i need to get 10 more light levels so yeah yeah it's 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 smart it's but it's it's a it's an interesting caveat that you need to tell people when you're talking about this game is like it's it's a it's a it's an episodic tv show that doesn't stream right and that's yeah, the important much. thing you need to tell people. Cool. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad they're they're starting to solve some of the issues. I will say, if people do want to get into Destiny right now, they have fixed the the new light system, like the free to play. You've just made a new character thing. Oh right, um, yeah. It is way better now. It used to be awful. Like they would give you, you would do one mission on the Cosmodrome and then they would drop you into the tower and be like, okay, go and right. not explain anything. There's now cutscenes, there's a story, there's a new character that's there specifically to be like, oh, you're a new guardian, let's figure this out. Oh, nice. And like okay. he introduces you to Zavala and Ikora and like the Drifter and like all the people that are giving you the activities that you need to do and telling you what to do. And it's, it's way it's now way more obvious about when you start Destiny 2, when people go, What the fuck's Destiny and how do I play it? It's way more obvious about being like, Okay, go do this. Sure. Like it is. Which is good. But, like how, it's, do, it's, but how does that work now? Because I remember when when New Light first arrived. Yeah. And it was like when they dumped me back to the tower and say, Go, it was a case of like, which of the campaigns do you want to like do you want to play through Red War? Do you want to play through the other campaigns mm-hmm. that were there? All that stuff got vaulted, right? You can still. I actually don't know. I didn't try and look at campaigns. Okay. I'm not sure if you could. You I must mean, be able to go back into my campaigns. I can't remember. Actually, it, 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 it would be interesting to know what you actually get as a new light player. If so, I know. I know that. I know that the the Shahan, who's like the new character, yeah, like introduces you to like Zavala and the Drifter and Shax and the people that are being like, here's Crucible, here's Vanguard, here's right. Gambit, like here are all the things that you can do. And then introduces the idea of like 
this is your light level. This is what this means. This is sure. what you need to do. Like Good. it is way okay. better about that stuff. Excellent. I don't know if it immediately points you at campaigns because okay. it might. I can't remember if it mentions it or not because like campaigns are not the thing anymore. Yeah, yeah, That's totally. not what Destiny is. Like those old campaigns, but. I can't remember. To but be also, honest, but also be, it would be interesting to know what you get for free now, because if you if you yeah not, absolutely um, cool good. I'm glad. I'm glad it's it's still going. I've, like I said, I've got some questions for you probably off air, just so we don't get into yeah, that's spoilers. Fine. Um, if that's everything, there only is one bit of news really, and it's the most important news of the year, where there's a new World End with you game is coming in 2021 yeah that was a weird announcement yeah totally a strange one well because it was it was weird as well it was the the speed of the internet in full swing as well because i saw twewey or world ends with you trending on twitter i was like oh i wonder about that no it was i saw it was the one of the writers for necrobarista that follow on twitter was like new twewey looks really weird and i was like wait what and I, and I googled it and the first top result the first batch of results at the time were new trailer for the anime which comes out yeah. starting next year the anime actually looks really sharp like it actually looks really nice mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i was like oh cool they're finally putting that anime out sweet i'll probably actually end up watching that because I, I quite like that stuff and then about 20 minutes later or something like that it started trending on twitter i was like well nobody's into anime that much or this specific anime that much what the fuck's yeah. going on i googled it again and then, like, the first batch of, like, slightly unscrupulous blogs had started posting, like, trailers of this Japanese thing. And it was like, what the fuck is happening? And then all the main sites picked up. It was like, yeah, this new World Ends With You game called Neo, The World Ends With You. Yeah. Uh, summer 2021 in Japan. So we will get it approximately at the heat death of the universe, probably. I no idea when we'll actually see that game. Um, oh, the footage it showed looked very, like, early. So I don't know what. Yeah, the... totally. Um, but I mean, they said summer twenty twenty one in Japan, so it's sure, also not okay. that far away. Um, PS four and Switch, and still talks about pins. Still some all new characters, um, except for one who was a reaper in the original game and is now is a player in the game somehow. The game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw somebody. I could remember who it was that tweeted it. But I saw somebody say. My hot take is that the world ends with you is only coming back because um, they need more characters for Kingdom Hearts Four, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> um, I mean, but, especially because they're in the fucking secret ending to right, exactly. Three. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, cool, um, awesome. I I like yeah. a lot of that game, and I will. I was disappointed by the remaster, but I'm, I like. I like I'm very. I was very entertained by the Twitter discourse about the world ends with you and Persona yeah, fans being the fuck? giant fucking morons. So what, it was great. You were saying that like everyone because I saw Persona Five start trending as well. I was like, oh fuck, are they re-releasing that yeah, game so, again or something? No, basically what happened was the because the like initial shot of the trailer for Neo was like Shibuya. Yeah. Um, because it's fucking twenty. Like, of course, it's in that's Shibuya. where it's set. Yeah. Um, and they, it was like 3D character running around the Japanese city and stuff like that. A bunch of people on Twitter were just like, "Oh man, this is just like this just looks like rip off Persona Five. Like, what's this?" Yeah, and like and that, but that happened consistently. Like enough people said this. Yeah, and every everybody that like played Twenty and has like looked at JRPGs in the past twenty years or whatever mm-hmm. immediately jumped on them and were like. 
Twimmy came out in 2007. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, this is insane that you're doing this. What are you talking about? Like, I can and see then it the... evolved. It evolved from there into people taking things from Persona 5 or screenshots and putting them next to oh, other God. things that it's related to and being like, oh man, I can't believe they ripped off Persona 5. And there was like actual real life shot of Shibuya and they're going like, man, they fucking ripped off Persona 5 with this one. I was like, that's amazing. Oh. Like they're just doing so many dumb shit things. Like I can there imagine- was like a shot, a shot of a mini game from uh, Rhythm Heaven where it was like, one of the many games where the color scheme was red and black, which was uh-huh. like big in Persona 5, yeah, and yeah. put that up, and they were like, oh man, I can't believe they stole the color style from Persona 5. I was like, Rhythm wait, Heaven's I, from 2009. Wait, how did Rhythm Heaven get involved in this? This is like, here's all the games that stole I mean. shit from Persona? Is that all this is? No, they're, they're doing it ironically, because people were being so oh, fucking stupid. okay, got that, you. Right, okay, that makes just sense. started pulling anything that looked like it potentially had a tangential relation to Persona. And right. going like, oh man, I can't believe they ripped off Persona for this. And it was that is very funny. It was so it was so funny. It was so great. When was, was still going on? When was the when was Persona Five? That was twenty sixteen. No, uh, let me check. 16. Se- 16. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm wondering if a bunch of people, like, is it? I'm just wondering if a bunch of people came of age where that was their Final Fantasy Seven. Maybe, and, then I don't know. and then they're now just seeing this other thing, which I, like I could hundred percent see the crossover between like in style between like both are exceptionally stylish games and both have like mm-hmm. they're not just anime, they've got a little extra tweak on them. Like I can see yeah. people who don't know looking at that going, Weird, they've taken a lot of persona esque stuff from this. Um Oh yeah. But like it's it, it's <laughs> it's still weird that you like you wouldn't maybe oh, look totally. at what the game is or anything like that it's... yeah or like look at the history or being like yeah. oh, oh when was the, oh this is a sequel oh weird oh this is there like that's very funny that's immediate that... gut shot of then going man what is this fucking persona looking garbage yeah people stealing st- shit from my persona like oh man mm, great take love, awesome. love i would love to be 16 again that'd be great yeah um cool yeah uh yeah super excited for for that game um whatever it turns out to be also the combat looks like i mean it's very hard to tell from the three seconds of gameplay they show you in that trailer but like looks like more freeform combat rather than just like yeah the turn the slightly more turn-based section that was before yeah it's looking a lot more uh it looks kind of like yakuza where it's like the 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 3d models but they're like moving around yeah like yakuza kingdom heartsy or something like that it's hard to say whether it's still turn-based or or whatever um action jrpg combat yeah I'll, i'll i'll finish by describing the dumbest bit of combat from yakuza that i had uh yesterday where i was fighting like a not a bot like a mini boss style thing and and it happened like as a pseudo random encounter but like happened in the middle of a street or like at the side of a street and the because because the way the combat works in that game like everyone still like walks around in the real world like in the, the 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 actual world like it doesn't go to a separate area like it does with normal jrpgs like it just happens where it happens uh, but you don't have direct control over any of the characters so you just say like this character attack this character and they'll run to there and do their thing and run back mm-hmm. um because this was at the side of the side of the pavement on a road with a like um a barrier between the two of them like every character was just making really weird ai pathing decisions to be like i need to attack that guy i need to vault this thing run up and kick them vault back a different way 
enemies as they were running up were vaulting over this thing and it was this like this Benny Hill fucking nonsense happening it was very funny um yeah cool um I don't have anything else really um I I mean it's it's the end of the year not much is not much is happening winding Um, down so what's left now We, we kind of talked briefly about this before we start mm. recording so it's kind of just cyberpunk right cyberpunk the... phoenix immortals god rising thing, thing is coming breath, out breath of the god rising whatever breath of you the want god to... rising phoenix dies um is the third i think that's right immortals i looked this up two seconds ago uh mortals phoenix rising third of december um, is is that coming up? It's the same as Haven, which is the game from the Fury people, which I'm also very in- interested in. Oh yeah, that's coming that out thing. the same day, um, which would be good. And then, uh, video games in 2020. Yeah, uh, Cyberpunk is. That's kind of it. There's yeah, not a lot. Cyberpunk's else. the tenth. Um, I made sure I had that day off. I checked today. Um, oh yeah, I've got I've got like the tenth, the eleventh, and the thirteenth or whatever off. Like. Yep. And that's kind of it, really. Oh no, that was the other thing. That was the other big realization. Which, unless this is still not been updated, I'm just going to very quickly put this into Twitter and see if it responds correctly. Um, it's a Bandai Namco game. What? Um, what? Yeah, first of December, Twin Mirror, which is the other game from Don't Nod. That had like a trailer at the Xbox reveal. I don't even know what that is. I, Look up the I logo. don't remember that again. Look up the logo and you might recognize it. But it's it's had like one trailer when that console got announced. And you're like, oh, don't know they're doing an R game. That's cool. And then just nothing until that game comes out next week. You're like, okay. Sure, I'll. I uh, I sort of remember this. I may need to look at a trailer. To you should go myself. look at the trailer, and then it might remind you. But um, yeah, and then that Hyrule Warriors game came out, which seems to be getting some surprising buzz. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Like I've taken up a, a side hobby of watching people play Fuser, and every time I watch people oh, play God, Fuser, that game. I'm just like, oh. I'm going. I I've come to terms with the fact that I'm going to own this game at some point. But I can't justify paying that amount of money for that game right now. How much just, is it? The base game, or, well, I can only talk about PC. I haven't seen the other consoles, but I assume it's the same. The base game is fifty four ninety nine on Steam, and the first pack of twenty five DLC songs is another thirty four, and the songs are one sixty something each. I think, but the problem oh, is, man. but the problem is the DLC pack has like the songs you want, you know, like Bring Me to Life and fucking Party Rock Anthem and like the, the really dumb ones you want to be able to yeah, do. Yeah, busy by Sean Paul. Yeah, the ones you want to start doing stupid mixes to. Scott's <laughs> fallen in love. Man, fuck this. Right. This is great. Um, also say, um, Griffin McElroy randomly streamed today him playing oh, it for the it first time. Oh, it was a fucking nightmare. It was great. It was an absolute nightmare. But... That is a man who has spent a lot of time in that game and knows those tools well. I could see him do the stuff there. It's like you've you've spent some time with this, where like nobody of all the streams I've seen of user so far, nobody has quite pulled off the the change from call me maybe to killing in the name of in that way before that I really appreciated. Yeah. 
every um, time every time I look at it, I'm like, that's got to be super difficult. And then people are doing it so seamlessly that it seems yeah. pretty straightforward. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. like I say, I I am hoping it comes up in the winter sale on Steam, and I will. I like I said, I've come to terms with the fact I'm going to own that game at some point. I need to figure oh, out. Yeah, I, I I absolutely want to own that game. Is it like out or is this early access? No, it's out. I don't actually know. It's out. The, oh, okay. the, the only question so far is like what the DLC plan looks like for it. Like, are they going to put out tracks every every month or something? Like, how do we, do it? Do we need to play this for game of the year? Like this? Oh man, I don't even know what it would come under. Like, it's not going to come under best soundtrack. I'll give you that. Um, I don't but, know. Well, well, mm. is it best soundtrack or is it best soundtrack? Like. <laughs> one is a character a category we don't have and the other one is unfair because it has bring me to life on it and all-star so like you're not gonna you're not gonna beat that in a soundtrack is it game best, is it best soundtrack or most soundtrack oh most soundtrack you might be onto something um although yakuza might give you a run for its money but yes most soundtrack very possible i don't know we'll talk we'll talk about that we'll see how we yeah. how we get into that game um but yeah that's everything what we've got coming up uh like i said yakuza video will be up this week i'm gonna tentatively say thursday because i just need to export it now um we also have a video of teardown which is coming probably next week at some point uh is there anything else coming that we were what we were playing yeah there's not much really else that we can that we can no i think that's about um i'll probably do some of the haven actually when it comes out and i get some time into that well, that's us. Uh, GameEngineStart.com is the name of the website. You can find all of our videos, podcasts, and articles that are up there. We are on YouTube.com slash GameEngineStart. If you subscribe, you'll get notified when we put new videos up there. We are on Facebook and Twitter. If you search GameEngineStart, find us. Podcast at GameEngineStart.com is the email address. And that's us. Stay safe and enjoy whatever you're playing. And we will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.